Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. Welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance. Today, I have a, uh, a guy with me that I've been trying to get on the show for probably uh, close to three years. I haven't been trying that hard, but he's one of those guys on the internet that you just find. And he's funny, and it's good, and his material is good, and he makes you think. Uh, he and I hit it off pretty much right away. We've been uh, Facebook friends, internet friends for easily three, four years. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Daniel Falkenbach to the show. Welcome to the show, brother. Dude, thanks to you for having me on. This is uh, sporadic spur of the moment. And I think that's both. I think that's where we both live and thrive. I yeah, I hundred percent. You know, I was just sort of. It's raining up here right now, and and there wasn't much going on. And I knew I wanted to get an episode out, and I've got a few things lined up that are going to go through. But this one's going to like I'm going to record this, do a brief edit, and we're going to have it right up probably by the end of the day. So oh, that'd be sweet. Hell yeah. 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 So it's kind of neat when, when these things sort of fall together because it's not, it's not one of those things where like, you know, we've actively pursued each other, but certainly I've wanted to get yeah. together and chat and, and, and now today it just worked. So, you know, so here yeah. we are, here we are keep, keeping it fresh. 
Ladies and gentlemen, what Daniel's known for, uh, at least how I met him, was through uh, Flat Earth Society, Flat Earth Conversation. Uh, and, it, and, and it's one of those things where it's like, you, you know, you start down these rabbit holes and, and everything is possible by everything else. And you meet things and see things. And if you've got the ability to ask questions, you meet some really cool people. And, and again, that's where Daniel came from. So yeah, again, we're going to go into a lot. This, I think this episode is going to cover a lot, um, but right out the gate, let's talk about how we met. Um, and through, through the topics that we met, what brought you in your life and your, because I know we all started off the same. We were all full of Kool-Aid sitting around doing nothing. What brought you to first off the idea of there's something more and then, and then into flat earth. Can you explain, explain that journey a little bit? Something more, something more. Um, that would be probably my obsession with stars and the earth and the mysteries of the earth deep within the side of it and right above it. There's a mystery, a mystery in the earth, on the earth, in the ocean, above us, in the stars. And then once I started seeing UFOs and shit when I I was a little kid, um, and then it just kept getting more weird. And then I can start to like summon them and show other people UFOs in the sky I mean, it's like, that's what I did with every one of my ex-girlfriends. Uh, hey, you wanna, it's, here's, a, here's a cool party chick. You want to summon some UFOs and get everyone who is perhaps just a skeptic or doesn't believe in these things. Oh, it's just a satellite. Oh, so you can see the satellites up there. But do, do you know that it's a satellite? Or, or are you unknown? Are you, is it an unknown flying object that you're staring at and you don't know what this is and you're just calling it a satellite because the cognitive dissonance kicks in and you need an, uh, an explanation to tell yourself to make yourself sleep better at night. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but then the flatter stuff, I just been obsessed with, what you said with the earth and the, the, the truth or my truth, the truth, that whole search for the, everyone goes through their search for the truth. Yeah. Is it the truth? Is it my truth? Or is it a truth? Is it just one truth? It's like, maybe you should just look for one truth instead of the truth, because you're going to have a hard time finding the truth. Maybe try to find a truth first, just one. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think, I think in my, in my, you know, the best way that that I, that I can describe what you're just saying there for me, it's like, I have, I stopped looking for the truth and I just started eliminating the lies. And yes. so I don't That's, know. I don't know where my truth is right now, but I've eliminated a lot of the bullshit, which is, you know, essentially had me called a shill and this, that, and the other thing. And, and, you know, made fun of from every aspect. So all the quote unquote normies pick on me because I, I have a free thought and all the quote unquote conspiracy theories think I'm a shill because I don't agree with their idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. I listened to your conspiracy burnout division burnout episode and I could tell listening to that you're going through a, a basically the same thing that my side went through and a lot of us are going through, which then brings us to the dark night of the soul episode. Yeah. Which that's the, that's the first one I watched of, of yours, the, the latest one. Well, you're and, catching uh, up right now. That was the last one I did. So like, this is episode two thirty two two fifty four, and two fifty three mm-hmm. was me describing, I mean, not even describing, but like going through like a, a rendition of dark night of the soul. And 
I want your tail, 100%. We're going to get into that yeah. in a second. But that Dark Knight of the Soul is is one of those things where it's like, I can describe it and I can talk about it, no problem. But then when it came down to me actually recording, I'm like, I wonder if I sound like an idiot, just like blathering gibberish. Um, I, I, I think the same thing. Keep, keep, keep on, keep going. Yeah, so I I didn't know you know I didn't know how well it came across. Now, granted, you only know how well it's received when you start seeing the stats and all that sort of stuff, and it blew up. Yeah. So that episode blew up, um, and th- so that just says to me that maybe I don't have the answer, obviously, but I do have I have raised a question that a lot of people are are asking, and and that's how you yeah. you know you gain traction on that. So that's why I said in that episode, I'm like, I want to do an arc. I want to get people's opinions. I want to hear people's yeah, stories. Well, so. Long long behold, here I am. Yeah, and there it is. Uh, you were talking about you were talking about manifestation the other day, or, or sorry, earlier today. You were talking about manifestation. How you've, you know, you've got this really cool plan to build something, and now you're at competition with yourself because all of your ideas just get taken uh, by by other people. And yeah, we talk. We were talking. We were just talking about manifestation, that sort of thing. And this to me is one of those things where you sort of look at that and you're like, I'm manifesting the idea that I want something, and yeah, and then it's being created because I didn't move fast enough or I didn't do this, but because yeah. of it, because like what came first, the thing that they built or the idea that I had, and if it was the idea that I had that then went into their thing, bro. Now bear with me on this one. Cause I'm going to go off on a, on a bit of a tangent. Uh-huh. Are you familiar uh-huh. with, are you familiar with yoga that involves you putting your butthole at the sun? Oh, I mean, I'm familiar with it. I've never, okay. I don't think I've ever butthole gazed. A butthole gazed is the best, right? There's all kinds of fun terms for it. So, this is the, okay. This is the true. This is the true. This is the true origin of butthole yoga, and oh, sweet hell yeah. And this is when I mean, we were talking about whose truth and my truth and this truth and that truth, right? So yeah. I invented butthole yoga as a joke, <laughs> right? Now, now this is this is the cool thing because again, I'm not telling a true story as in this can be documented in 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 fucking literature. I'm saying that there was this. I was having this this riff, right? So the you know back when I was heavily third dimensional, I've I've talked about the cocaine use and all that sort of stuff as time has progressed, and okay. uh, I was heavily into drugs. I loved them. I, I didn't have a problem with them. They were the best thing in the world. It was there was it was an abundance. You know, I I was higher up in sales. I had all the money in the world, and my drug of choice was was cocaine, drinking and cocaine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and you know I've progressed past all of that, and and I ha- like personally, uh, my audience knows I haven't had a drink or or anything. I haven't even had a cigarette, nothing. I gave it all up six years ago. So nice. now I sit here and I'm of clear mind and all that sort of stuff. But this is the origins of butthole yoga. When you do so much cocaine, yeah. <laughs> you can't you, you can't you can't do anymore. Like the, the nostrils are shut down, right? Um, there's there's this this lineage, and I was having this conversation with a friend. We were just having a laugh. That you know when you when you butt chug, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is a, the motivational podcast. I hope you're enjoying yourselves right now. But when you butt oh, chug man. beer, Steve O did it in one of the Jackass oh, movies. It gets you drunk or faster. Exactly. Okay, okay. I see Be- where you're going with this. Because there's no there's no uh, whatever the membrane in the anus uh, it just absorbs yeah. the alcohol faster. So yeah. I've also heard tale of people that had stuffed noses that still wanted to do blow and they hooped cocaine. They put it on the they put it on their ass. Oh. Right, Jesus. right. So this is this is the funniest thing because so I'm having this conversation with with a girlfriend of mine, and then and we're just I don't even know we're just sitting there just like absurdly talking about dumb shit, and we we tied in cocaine use, Steve O butt chugging, uh, and Superman, and how and how the powers that be have stolen basically all of our identity, and sold yeah. it back to us in like comic book form. So Superman gets his power yeah. from the yellow yep. sun, right? 
So I'm sitting there one day, yeah. and, I, and I've now now I've tied massive cocaine use, Steve-O butt chugging, and Superman's power of the yellow sun into one thing. And I said, yeah, like, um, imagine if you pointed your bare butthole at the sun, the <laughs> amount of power that you could take in through the membrane. And that was the statement. Yeah. The statement between my girlfriend and I at the time we were talking about, that was the origin, the first time I'd ever heard anything yeah. about butthole yoga. I made it up on the spot. And it was half comic book, half alcohol, and half drinking. And now it's <laughs> everywhere. It's in the ethos. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. And now people are shooting photon rays out of their buttholes and rainbows out of their nipples. And right. <laughs> so Spider-Man's gay, and you have all the superheroes with training powers. And Oh, sorry, I can't say that. Uh, trans-identified, I meant. <laughs> but uh, to, to get back to the original point, uh, thank you for the rant. Uh, the, the, the flat earth came around just my obsession with the earth, the stars, astronomy, and the quote unquote truth. So eventually it just got to a point where I was, uh, I had too, too much shit in my head, too much spiritual science, too much religion, too much conspiracy, too much ufology, too much pseudoscience. Yeah. So then I'm like, all right, well, I need, I need like harder sciences and I, and I need to, I need a better religion or spirituality. So then non-duality stumbled on to my doorstep in around 2012-ish. And I, it's uh, Taoism, a Taoistic, a, da, a Tao, Taoism, a slightly Buddhic uh, non-religion. Religion, you know, one of those. Taoism is not a religion. It's just, it's like a lifestyle. <laughs> and, it's, a, uh, it's a thought process, really. Yes, exactly. And, and that led to my just dis disassociation with all ideologies, all my previous thinking. I mean, I used to think that the Earth, well, I actually started writing about the heliocentric model in 2007 with my book, my, my own book that, I, that I've been work, working on since 2007. And I mean, before that, actually, but I started to write everything down in 2007. And what I was describing in my book, which I still have, is the heliocentric model, what I knew it as and what the mainstream scientists described it to me. So I was just regurgitating back the heliocentric model in a, in a comedic way in my book, describing it, how, yeah, we're a little ball, tiny ball uh, floating around in an infinite vacuum of space while a, new, a giant nuclear plasmic fission star is heating us up and we're going around it. And we used to be a bunch of giant lizards killing each other. And now we're, these lizards turn, giant lizard dinosaurs turned into chickens. And now we're chicken dino uh, monkey uh, dolphin beings. It's like, yeah, this gets a little ridiculous once you start to break it all down, especially since the dinosaurs went extinct by a, a meteor. I mean, it's, all the dinosaurs went extinct, then how did we evolve? How, how did the chicken evolve from a dinosaur? They all went extinct. Oh, well, then a few of them lived, Dan. A few of them lived. How do you know? I, I, I thought they either went extinct or... What like? Oh yeah, a few of them lived. So then they. And if a few of them like, lived, if a few of them lived, where are we getting all of our fossil fuels from? Just the fall, the small <laughs> amount of bones that are left. 
It's it, don't don't bring up dinosaur. Uh, the, don't bring up dinosaurs. Don't exist to normal normies because it hurts their little land before. But I but I watched the land before time when I was a kid. Yeah. Little Petrie does. Mother died. Man, I'm so attached to these fictional cartoon characters. Jurassic Park was such a cool movie, dude. Yeah, I love Jurassic Park too. Yeah, I used to believe in raptors too. Yeah, I used to believe that when I was excavating fossils out of the ground that I was uh, excavating raptor, raptor claws out of the ground. Cause these little bone, rock bones that look like uh, claws. And I used to be a teacher for uh, mentally handicapped kids and physically handicapped kids, spiritually and emotionally handicapped kids. <laughs> and um, I used to get them to behave better by tricking them into believing that these bones were raptors and uh, raptor claws. And I would, I'll, if you behave good, this it, kids, if you behave good this week, I'll give you the raptor claw at the end of the week. Lo and behold, those kids behaved like angels the whole week. And they got that fake raptor claw that I tricked them into believing was a raptor claw. Actually, it was just a piece of a uh, horned coral. Just a piece of horned coral that I thought was a, a raptor claw my whole life. That I tricked other kids into believing heliocentric nonsense evolution directly tied to it. Luciferianism. All these did you uh, trick them? Concepts. Did you trick them, or did you did you teach them what you knew at the time? I, I, I taught them what I knew at the time. It, it, it was it was 2007, so I was still figuring it all out, um, or 2008 actually, and I was still th- figuring it all out. But uh, no, yeah, I used to really believe that those were uh, raptor claws, which is m- the whole point. I mean, I used to I used to teach kids about the, the most famous photograph ever recorded. You know this. You know that photo. No, I don't think so. The the if you all you gotta do is type in the most famous photograph ever recorded, and it'll come up. It's gonna be a photograph from a like a James Webb telescope or the telescope before that, and it's gonna be a picture of all those um, galaxies in one picture. Oh God, yeah. And it's it's like a thousand or ten thousand galaxies in a picture. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I used to teach that that was real to uh, to kids. Look, there's there's uh, ten there's ten thousand galaxies in this picture, and, and we're living in the Milky Way galaxy. And in that galaxy alone, there's this many planets. And this is there life? Oh, who knows? And if you don't pay your taxes, your life will be absolutely hell. <laughs> yeah, gotta pay the taxes. Well, that, that's also another thing. Like studying the Federal Reserve and, and uh, taxes, and yeah, that, that 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 stuff is before I got into all the spiritual science. I wanted to know the real the real stuff. Oh, the best but, I can figure, taxation is voluntary, and it's a, it's all an illusion. And I mean, we can go into that too, because I've got I've got ample uh, you know fuel for the fire. But that that's a whole other episode, the whole financial system that we're all prisoners of right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's just I'm I'm teaching kids that it's the dino uh, that. This is a raptor claw, and in reality, it's just a piece of horned coral. I'm teaching kids that this photograph is real of all these galaxies, and they exist in space. You just can't see the galaxies. You can only you can't see them with your bare eyes, but you can see them through a computer simulation that you look through, that you call a telescope. That's right. See, it's all it's all computer. It's pre-programmed images in the telescope. But if you don't believe that, you don't know enough about telescopes, and you probably never looked through a telescope. Have you ever looked through a telescope? Yeah, I have one. I've, I've done it plenty of times. Have you ever flown in an airplane? Yeah, I have. I had a de- deathly fear of airplanes. I, didn't, I never wanted to fly in one. 
I did. I looked out one window. It's it's level. It's the horizontal rise. The the, the horizontal horizon rises to my eye level. Yeah. I look out the. I guess the curve must be out the other window. So I look through the other window. The curve's not there either. I can't find the curve. I've also uh, debated professional scientists that graduated from. Uh, colleges and they told me that the, cur- the curvature of the exist is too big to see with human eyes. So I, I have scientists, globalists, heliocentrists, ball earthers admitting to me that they've never seen the curvature of the earth with their eyes. And that but the then earth they bring up big to see it. Then they bring up that the ships go over the curvature, even though we can't see it. That's just that's a, you can't it see it both ways, guys. You can't see it to the left or to the right, but the ships go over it. <laughs> well, what if you zoom in on the ships? Well, they come back into sight. So how do you zoom over the curvature? Oh, magnetic visual lens bending, bending over yeah, water. It's refraction, wow. bro. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Dude, so yeah, I don't even get into that with anyone. I don't, I don't, I don't try to convert anyone anymore. No, no. Like I, like I used to tr- just bring it up and. I mean, now I'm done, dude. I'm burnt out. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to save you. I'm not trying to save anyone. I'm not trying to convert anyone. I'm not trying to force anything on anyone. Wu Wei, action through non-action. Well, also the way not forcing. The way I look at it too is you. You know, the more when this was brand new, the idea was brand new, and it's sort of like when we were trying to break out of the idea of globe Earth, um, or the pre-programmed indoctrination. I've found that it was always um, I was utilizing their excuses or their their abundant denials as me sharpening my own tone. So me understanding or, or, or being debunked or whatever it is you want to, however you want to put it by them, uh, allowed you to sort of regroup, rethink, you know, sort of to, to give an answer. Uh, and, and it sharpened yeah. your skills and sharpened your own knowledge. So the oh, more we, yes. the more we in quote unquote tried to wake them up, we were really just doing that for ourselves to understand and comprehend. Um, yeah. And, and so I asked you a question um, a couple of weeks ago or maybe a week ago. I don't know. Time, time is a, time is an illusion as well. Uh, a while back, I asked you a question, uh, and it was it started off with, you've done way more research on this than I have. Where do you think we actually are? Um, because I've worked my way through Flat Earth, and, and the thing was, Flat Earth to me, the holes that Flat Earth offered, um, pr- the, the proposition of the Flat Earth um, is also false, because when we think to ourselves that, that the Flat Earth is the, is the version that they've shown us, that doesn't work. So geographically, everything yeah. that we think that we know about the land and the masses and, and everything that we can in our own mind's eye picture where we are, it doesn't look like that. It can't look like that. So No. You're talking about the CIA heliocentric space. As soon as you said that, you cut out, bro. That's hilarious. This is, so the CIA what? Yeah, exactly. You're talking about the CIA puck earth, the, the floating disc, frisbee disc in outer space. Uh, no, hovering there. I, no, I'm talking about the geographical positioning of, of the land as we know it on the flat earth. When you picture like the seal, like the, the, you know, the flat earth, the UN flag, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, that the way the land is, I don't think any of it is the way it is. I don't think, I don't think no, anything it, looks it the way. It's not. Yeah. No, it's not. You're, you are correct. So even the flat earth to me was a thing. And then I, I, I personally, I got to the point where it's like, how can people believe in concave earth and have factual evidence to prove, to prove it? And they do. I mean, the concave earth is... Oh, they do? Yeah. That's well, a new one. Yeah, well, they do. They, there is the, now, when I say they do, I mean the people that are doing this and telling you this, they do have concrete evidence. I mean, they'll always uh, they'll bring up the, the, the plumbing. Do you remember the, the, the fellow that did the test and 
and he uh, he dropped um, two plumb lines down um, uh, adjacent shafts, and they were further apart at the bottom than they were at top. So the implication being that you see the curvature that way. Uh, water always rises to the eyeball because it's curving up. So the higher you go, you, you're just seeing the the thing as it's curving up. Now, I'm not saying I believe in any of this stuff, but I'm saying that the possibility that it exists in this reality for the people that are observing it that way, it's true. It's true to them. This is the other thing. The true to them, sure. Exactly. Until you, until you, can, sh- and until the, you can show me an upward curve on the ocean, yeah, and- well, the, the, the way that they, the, 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 kind of a thing. the way that they say that is the way that they say that is again, the, you know, the water will always rise to your eye level. The horizon will always rise to your eye level. So that's how the upward curve would work because you're going up and it's going up now. Now, upward curve. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. And to me, it doesn't make any sense either because that would also imply that you're always on the bottom of the, the upward curve ball, which in the globe earth theory, no matter how you depict it, that when you envision yourself on the globe earth theory, you always have to be on the top. Yeah. So that's the thing about this. And, and this is something that, that people don't understand. Like the, the horizon needs to be around you at all times. And so the globe earth, the globe earth is obviously flawed and concave earth is obviously flawed, but the people that believe it, believe it wholeheartedly. And humanity is also given options. We've been given options. You can believe in this. You can think of that. You can do this, that, and the other thing. And I think that all of them are, are the illusion. The globe earth is the illusion. The flat earth as delivered is the illusion. Um, concave earth is the, as, is as an illusion. Delivered, yeah. Um, and a plain motionless, uh, a motionless plane is what is observable reality. Yes. The earth is always at rest, always motionless, unless there's an earthquake, which you can use a seismograph to measure the movement of the earth. The movement of the earth is always stationary, immovable, fixed, stationary, at rest. But when an earthquake happens, guess what happens? The earth moves, and it can be measured. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if it's, always, uh, not, if it's always in a fixed position, not moving, and then suddenly an earthquake happens and it's moving and you can record it, well, there's a bit of uh, empirical evidence there. I know globe earthers hate empirical evidence of objective reality, but that's just the facts that I have to state for everyone to listen and ponder about. But, uh, yeah, sorry to, uh, throw out there. Did you, did you, you you were going, did you see the, um, uh, the fact checkers? Um, there's a picture of, I can't remember if it's the port in New York where the water line has been identical for like, there's a picture of it from like 1908 or, or, or 1888 Mm -hmm. or something like that to now. And the fact checkers say, yeah, the fact checkers say this image is not a proper depiction or scientific depiction of uh, water levels rising. Uh, so the fact checkers denounced the raw eyeball picture. I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? These fact checkers don't fully understand that whatever you're drawing our attention to is obviously important to you and important to the illusion. And, yeah, and fact, fact checkers didn't exist until recently. No, no, exactly. They didn't, they didn't exist until the truth started coming out. When did the fact checkers started to uh, come into existence? Do you remember? Because it was right around the same time the flat Earth became was becoming popular. Well, I, okay, so I I lived through the first book burning uh, of of YouTube, or at least the first one that I remember was flat Earth. Yeah, yeah, they, they, that was the first uh, thing they needed to get rid of was all the pro positive proofs of the flat Earth. And now, when you go to Google or Google or YouTube, all of the negative debunking and misinterpretations. Yeah, and uh, miscalculations and all of these pro 
Glow Earth videos come out, do and they never. And all of the all of the really good flat Earth, uh, planar Earth videos are really hard to find, scrubbed from the internet. Do you remember ODD TV? <laughs> Of course, he's one of my friends. Yeah, so he was on the show a while ago. I, he's I've completely lost contact with him. He's straight up MIA, but his stuff was was what brought my attention to it. I had a buddy who's like a little bit out there, and he's like, the earth is flat. I'm like, of course it is. Right? Oh, sure it is. This is like 2010 for me. Um, and then I, I, I'd i always questioned it. I'd always been open to it. But it was ODD's delivery and how he put that whole thing together. It's a shame that that guy didn't actually get more out of what he had, what he had created for the world. Um, he certainly deserved it, but the, the, how he put that all together, um, was phenomenal. Uh, and, and when he was on the show, we went over a bunch of it and it was like, uh, it was a really cool experience. 21 questions. Yeah. That was one of them. One yeah, of those that he did. 20, 21 questions. It's the basic primer guide for, uh, people look, trying to just looking into the, to the flat earth. And then he got the just flat earth, destroyed. That's, that's a trigger term. Yeah, like, uh, it, it's not. The Earth is not technically uh, flat because you know topographically it has mountains and hills, but objectively it's level and planar. Well, I mean, plain. unless you're unless you're talking to Neil deGrasse Tyson, then it's the shape of a pear, right? Or if if you measure Kansas, <laughs> anyone that'll say Kansas is flatter than any, and it's it's provably flat right across. I'm like, so there's a flat spot on this on this ball Earth on this globe Earth. I mean, the holes. Another thing too, like like if people don't understand that, you know, um, you know, how do I put this? Like, if you want to know what the Earth, and here's the thing too, I really do want to know what the Earth actually looks like, and the best way I can figure out what the Earth looks like is if you take uh, um, a map of the Earth based on the time zones, because theoretically you can't lie about the time that we all use, and it's a systematic time, so it's one hour here, one hour there, you know, uh, and in North America, it's it's straight across so the time is broken up straight across because north america is visibly for the most part one continent as far as we know so the time shift goes it gets a little bit wonky over in newfoundland where they split by a half an hour but when you get over into europe the timelines zig and zag and jig and jag and nobody bats yeah. an eye nobody bats an eye at the fact that it's the same time in australia as it is in russia right which and the yeah, i was Theoretically, they they would be on they would be on the other side of the ball mountainy loop of the mountain water of the around the ball curvature after the equator Earth is spinning super fast, but the people in Iceland aren't really moving and they're kind of floating off the Earth and things like things like that. So I think that the best way that we could figure out what the Earth looked like is if we were to line up everything by time zone. Well, the Earth itself is a giant clock. Yeah. It's a it's a face of a clock. The, the Earth is the, the clock itself, and the hands of the clock, the hour and the minute hand, are the sun and the moon. They just all clock, clocks are just copied off of nature, nature's clock, which is the Earth, right. the sun, and the moon. And so the minute hand, which is the faster hand, is the sun because it moves faster than the moon. The moon is the hour hand. It moves slower. These two luminaries, called the sun and the moon, they travel over and around the level plane of the earth. They go in different sections. They light up different sections of the earth. The sun is the light side. Thus, it's daytime. 
in that area. The sun doesn't have an infinite reach of its rays. Its rays do not, contrary to your beliefs, do not go on forever. <laughs> there is a limited reach to the sun's rays. It has a limited reach of area. And that area is illuminated by the sun's rays, or at least that's how I can explain it right now. It's not how it really is, but and, 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 and it's, I don't even, light doesn't even travel if you follow, if you know anything about Walter Russell and his cosmology. Wait a minute. You light mean the speed of light isn't a thing? Oh, no. <laughs> so, so this shit is all just farcical and made up. Uh, the, the sun and the moon is the story of the tortoise and the hare. Yeah. The hare is the sun and the tortoise is the moon. And the, the, the sun is trying to lap the, the tortoise. But what happens when the, when the, when the hare uh, tries to lap uh, is that uh, it creates the, the sun and the moon look exactly the same size in the sky. And when, and when the sun or the moon goes over the sun, it creates an eclipse, they say. And, uh, well, actually, it's, it's the earth that's creating the eclipse, sorry. But uh, if you believe in the heliocentrist uh, So theory, on, uh, I'll let you finish this, this thought process, but I really do want your opinion on what you think eclipses are. Eclipses, sure. Um, no, no, go ahead. Finish so, your, finish your, finish your the, the sun and the moon are chasing. Go ahead, sorry. Carry on with that. We'll get back yeah, to eclipses. That's, um, yeah, so when they, the sun and the moon cross each other, which they do, uh, they cross, they intersect paths on the circuit that they're, they're on. It's they called the analema. Even, you can even look on the globes and the globes tell you that proof of the flat earth on the globes is called the analema. It's on a circuit. It's on a, tr a specific trail that, you, that can be measured. And, uh, so when they cross paths, that's the, that's when the eclipse happens. But there's also different phenomenon in the sky with different color of um, sometimes the color is orange sometimes uh, on the eclipse. Sometimes it, it creates a, a blood moon, the red. It's like, well, how does, how does a giant body in space create a red shadow? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That. I, I don't know that. But this is me. And just, but also, um, I, there's Vedic um, explanations. The Ve I, I don't personally. I, I don't. I'm not capable of flying yet, Superman style, up to the moon and uh, to see what is causing these things up there. So I, I can speculate, which is what I'm about to do. But uh, it, um, verifying it myself, I've never done. So I'll uh, speculate with you, and because I don't like to speculate often, that's all the globe earthers like to do is speculate, 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 assume, 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 theorize, 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 make up a bullshit imagination that you cannot be proven empirically and verified by other people. I don't do that. I well, hate it. Well, think about I this think too. It's a cop out. And I think think about this too. The globe earthers, right? Okay, so here's the interesting thing. People want to, you know, with those labels and how they're all played out, people want to assume. So if I talk to somebody who's never, never given it two thoughts, they aren't a globe earther. They're just somebody living their life. A globe earther is somebody who goes into forums and does their best to start wars with quote unquote flat earthers, concave earthers, hollow earthers, mm -hmm. whatever. So a globe earther by definition is an agent <laughs> also by definition, uh, because again, yeah, is, uh normal people that have never given it two thoughts. Whatever, but as soon as you proposition 
somebody with some new information, a free thinker, they're like, holy shit, I've never had to think about it before, but now that I am, let me see what's going on. Those people aren't globe earthers because I say that and I put that out there because there are people that may associate themselves with globe earther having never put any thought into it. And if you've never thought about it, you're not a flat earther, you're not a globe earther, you're not anything. You're just you're just somebody who's just chilling, right? But when you start deciding yeah, I, that this I those, is, I don't, I call I call them I don't know earthers. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, uh, you know, or robots. You know, I think that all of us started off the same way. All of us started off as NPCs, and and eventually we sort of gained life. Um, there's a movie called uh, Fall Guy or True Guy or Free Guy. Free Guy, yeah, Free Guy with the. Yeah, I, w- I watched it recently. Yeah, Great so movie. so Free Guy is literally the foretelling of the awakening of of a human of of a of of, of somebody who can who can think. Um, we all just go through life, and then we have some questions, and we have some more questions, and then some things don't line up, and yada yada. And you watch him I, 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 wake I, up, just like we all did. Yeah, I believe the opposite that we're born free and born with infinite creativity and not NPCs, but then we're turned into NPCs by the time we're five, six years old. Uh, and like you said, they, they, so we have that memory that of being, of having a soul, of not being an NPC. Of, uh, and they try to tell us that we need Ritalin. Yeah. And, uh, you, 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 no, you're you're supposed to be an NPC. You can't have your own critical thinking process and your own thought process and your own soul. You need to be an NPC like the rest of us. They're whole, everyone's born free, and they're just cre- they're just trying to hammer all the freedom and creativity and color out in the spirit and the soul out of people and turn everyone into NPCs. And then people like us, we remember where we came from. And we go, oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not taking your Ritalin. I'm not uh, ever going to conform to the, to your stupid bullshit. I'll play pretend for a little bit, even for a decade or two. But it gets to a point where we remember what we came here for, and there's specific soul missions on this plane that we were destined to accomplish. And I have forgotten my mission over the past five years. I've 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 burnt. I've totally burnt out. I don't, I don't read as much as I used to. I don't write as much as I should. I don't research as, as much as I used to. Every single article, every single video that I used to post, every single movie, every, I, I, I already read and I already watched. Now I'm just sharing memes, 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 memes. Oh, try to find the others, find your tribe. Now I'm just don't care anymore. Now I have occult memetics on my side. Now I have occult concepts and thought, invisible thought forms that are doing my bidding for me. I don't even need to talk to people anymore. I don't need to, uh, and it's, and it's like, dude, well, it is, it, it is easier with a support group, with a tribe. But once your tribe turns on you, well, fuck, I thought that was my tribe. And well, they do. It's not. And they do. And I guess you got to find another tribe. And, uh, you know, like, okay, let's, let's go to the spiritual science uh, tribe. Let's try the ufology, UFO people tribe. Let's try the Bigfoot tribe. Let's try the uh, non-dualistic uh, tribe. Oh, these people are totally detached. They'll understand me. I'm detached and disassociated. I'll join a it's detachment group. <laughs> That's a, you're joining a group of non-joiners. That's right. So, 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 so it gets, gets to a point where everything becomes parody. 
Yep. So it came to the point where, where I started to, the books that I was reading told me to join multiple religions. Because you join multiple religions that you're not familiar with, two of them. So I joined the Church of the Subgenius and the Discordian Society. That's, where I, that's how I created my YouTube name, the Flat Earth Subgenius Society, mm. 2013. And so the, the, it's, a, it's a parody religion. It's a religion full of all of the conspiratorial thoughts of the world combined into one lore. Reminds me of one, one of my one story. Reminds me of one of my favorite memes, which is, I don't know if you're really a spiritual person or if you're just taking the piss out of all the spiritual people. <laughs> Can't it be both? Yeah. <laughs> J, J, JP Sears. That's JP Sears right there. That that redheaded uh, yeah. dude. He's fucking out of control. Yeah. Um. So then, I, that was my new tribe. 2013, 2017, 18. I was working for him. They even came out with a new movie. There's a Church of the Subgenius documentary movie that came out that's, that the Simpsons creator himself was, uh, was behind. It's like, I, so I, I joined a, a group of non-joiners, the, the, the Subgenius, Subgenii, so I can feel, so I can become more creative. That's the, the, whole, the whole point of me joining the Church of the Subgenius and the Discordian Society was so I can become a funnier person, so I can be more creative, so I can express myself among these this is supposedly a fringe cult. I got kicked out of a fringe cult. I got like I, I'm exiled of a fringe conspiracy cult because my fringe conspiracies are too fringe and conspiracies for the fringe conspiracy cult. <laughs> so I'm I, I, I'm kicked out of cults that accept alternative ideas. The the, the church is something. It wants it. It demands you to create. A, a, a religion underneath it, a sub-religion. So I created the, the flat earth subgeniuses. So there's no, so I'm, I'm the very first flat earth subgenius that ever existed. And I created the flat earth subgeniuses, the, the flat earth subgenius society, which, which is now when I first started, there was only one other flat earth subgenius. Nobody really knows who that guy is. He's gone, but I'm the second. Well, technically the first, cause I'm the one that, that, copyrighted or copy lefted it i should say since i stole it stole it and uh, which is the discordian um philosophy copy left copy left is you can self-publish your book copy left and if you if you self-publish it copy left that means that means you can plagiarize anything that already is publicized copy left you can take all of all copy left material, plagiarize it a hundred percent, put your name on it, self-publish it. But the only rule is you have to uh, publish it copy left, so then other people can plagiarize off you. Uh, open source copywriting. Exactly, it's copy left, and it's a tr- it's a real thing. Um, so yeah, this is it, now all this shit ties into what we're, we've been talking about. It's like, I, so I created the, it's, it's, they're telling me to create another religion. Okay, so I did it. It became so successful that now there's thousands of flat earth subgeniuses, perhaps, perhaps over 10,000, but I know there's uh, hundreds and thousands at least. And, and I did, when I got kicked out of that and banned from, I'm banned from virtually every subgenius group online. And that's where their presence is mostly. They only have, uh, instead of revivals, they have divivals. How do you get kicked get out of that? The, How do you get kicked out of that? It, it, dude, because I just, I just keep pounding my meme into them and they hate it and they, they, and they're just, 
spreading their globe earth memes. Globalists can't meme. The globalists cannot meme at all. The flat earthers, we, we, we're incredible memers. Our memes spread like wildfire. And, and, they're, and it, it, every single SpaceX uh, rocket launch, by the way, the one, the one just exploded. Uh, and, and then the globe earthers will say, it was a success. Yay, the rocket exploded, even though it wasn't supposed to. We're collecting data. We're getting smarter. We're coll- you ain't collecting shit, but bullshit. But uh, so there's something called an egregore. You ever hear of the concept, the occult uh, concept of an egregore? Yeah. Explain. An egregore is a is a is a thought form, a psychic manifestation that a distinct group of people have created by thinking of themselves. They actually create the non-physical entity. So, like Santa Claus. Or butthole yoga. Santa Claus is it? Uh, or what? Or butthole yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so Santa Claus is a, is a massive egregore. Now, is Santa Claus real? Now that technically no, but technically yes. It Santa is Claus real. is real. Santa, real. Cla- yeah. Santa Claus does things overnight uh, that can't be done by regular people. Now, yes, it is people's parents and uh, family and friends doing this, uh, all the bidding for Santa Claus, but that is Santa Claus's power. He's, he exists because all of, the, all of the thought and power and ritual that is put into Santa Claus on a monthly and yearly basis. So that is, it's real. Yeah. So like Christi- Christianity, that's a powerful egregore. Uh, Bigfoot. That's that's uh, that's another powerful. Now, now you, you take something like um, the Church of the Subgenius, and that's like that's a little mini egregore. There's there's not as many. So the more people that are thinking and putting their energy into it, the more powerful and the far-reaching it spreads internationally. So what is even more powerful than the church? So that's what I was trying to do. I was like, oh, okay, well I'll just join these other religions and then I'll create these mini religions underneath the subset of these parody cults, religions. And then I'll create hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of other people that are now, it's, that are now spreading the shit that I spreading my egregores. Now my egregores have taken over. But n- now they've, matter of fact, they've taken over so much that I'm kicked out of my own groups. Like I'm my, uh, my account, my avatar, my account, my is, is banned and other people are now the owner and create, and now the owner and they run my groups for me because I'm banned from my own groups. So, so it's like I created these editors, these groups with thousands of people in them. And then I am booted by the staff members, staff members, moderators, administrators, of Telegram, of Discord, and they fucking, they screw with me. The staff members send me emails screwing around with me because they know I'm a plain earther, a geocentric. And they, and so my egregores caught so much uh, steam that they have to boot me out of my own. And I can't, I can't even like promote myself. That's why I get so frustrated. I was like, every single time I get serious about promoting myself and advertising for myself, I get, censored i get shadow banned i get booted i'm literally not allowed to post it's like it's so it's a cycle of, of madness how okay i used to have 11 patreons cool making 100 bucks a month awesome i don't even know how to use patreon 
I don't even know how to use the money. I'm so non-sellout, non-shill, that I don't even know how to use the money that I get from Patreon. I, it took me six months to even, oh, shit. I got like fucking $400 in my Patreon. I didn't even know how to use it. I, like I, that's how much non-money oriented I am. I don't even care to use the money that. And so, but I have to build my Earthship Library Comedy Club. That is this the the main egregore that I'm building towards. And every and there's there's no such thing there's there's no such thing as an Earthship Library Comedy Club. There's a uh, there's a sure there's a Library Comedy Club somewhere out there, but it's not an Earthship. Um, now, Earthships are its own egregore, its, its own entity. And that was created in the 70s by uh, architect Michael Reynolds. And it's um, it's made of uh, garbage materials, uh, recycled materials, and then you upcycle these materials. Cans, bottles, tires, dirt, lumber, uh, old trash, plastic. And, and you, 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 you turn it into a home that is self-sustainable off grid and collects its own power. It collects the sun power through solar panels. It collects the rain and the snow via, um, cisterns and water capturing devices. It could use the wind via, uh, wind power via wind turbines and it stores it all in the batteries of the earthship. And thus you're getting away from the government. You're getting away from the taxes. You're getting away from people trying to control your life when we're all sovereign beings. So I'm just trying to find all these different tribes. Oh, the Church of the Subjees, they'll accept me. No, they boot me out. Ooh, the Discordian Society, uh, which is basically a bunch of chaos uh, magic users. The Discordian Society. It predates the Church of the Subjees. And Egregores itself is, is a... The the egregores was taught to me by the Discordians. I think I learned that through the Discordians and, and thus just being immersed in chaos magic. And what what was it? Egregores. It was um um shit. I'm losing my uh, train of thought. Get, get me back on track, uh, Adam. <laughs> you were you're I don't know. I was listening to the whole thing right there. You uh, you've definitely got you know a lot to say. It, it, you're talking about of creating something you should utilize the power oh, yeah. of the podcast Thank as you. well you should utilize the power of the podcast this is something that you should you should have your own show 100 percent, and just talking about this stuff and finding the people that want to listen because when it comes down to all the people that are willing to kick you out to me when i look at that stuff and when i see that shit um i mean i'm listening to you and there's like there's a lot of anger in your voice and one of the one of the most liberating things oh, in yeah. the world is getting over the anger because it's really only you that's suffering from it right so for me, you know, I've been kicked out of everything and changed this and changed that. And I was having this conversation with a friend of mine earlier this week, um, how I've always been a lone wolf as it were, and how I've yeah. always been on my own. And I've always, even though I was surrounded by tons of people, I never truly properly fit in anywhere, nor did I ever want yeah. to, because it, everything that even seemed remotely real was tainted with something that wasn't real that, that was fake and for me it was like is it me is it my mindset is it how i'm feeling about this is it this person is it that i'm being fake by being here or is it that i don't feel like i'm part of this by because because my actions are saying Damn. no and it for me it yeah. just it sort of balled out into like all of everything so in other words standing on this soil i don't fit in and that to me was was a huge 
almost a huge relief because I was seeking for, I was seeking to fit in, in a company and companionship and this, that, and the other thing within, within the entities of people. But knowing that I don't really fit in here uh, is just more proof to my personal story as to what I can do, what I can accomplish. And, and the reason that I, the reason that I am in this existence is something much bigger. So the fun thing for yeah. me is to not be upset about any of those things uh, that you're upset about now. And I used to be, I used to be upset with all kinds of stuff. I'd, you know, I'd put people together. There are a ton, there's a weirdest thing. There are a ton of people on this planet right now in this, in this reality, on this flat earth, concave earth, hollow earth. Me personally, if you have anybody ever asked me, we're in a simulation. That's where, that's the best way I can describe how all of this works and how everyone can believe whatever they want and how the majority of people can be true and how everything changes, alters, and manifests, we have to be a part of some sort of test-bought simulation. A flatter simulation, yeah. So, so for me, you know, I look at all this sort of stuff, and I'm like, I know that none of this is what I think it is. And anything I could possibly think it is stems from no. the thing itself. So for me to have any idea as yeah. to where I may be, that idea came from the place that I am which in and of itself is then thusly the delusion. So this, this falls back for me is I can't be, I can't be looking for truth. I can't be looking for things. I have to be unlearning everything. I have to be eradicating yeah. everything. And I find that I, I feel that once I've eradicated everything, the truth will be there. And the truth is something that I couldn't even fully comprehend or grasp right now. Um, but the idea, like for you, who's getting kicked out of these groups, who's getting frustrated, who's being pushed more and more to do the, the to do the comedy club flat earth, this is a physical entity piece that you will have manifested and built and created inside this reality, which is a place where people can come to yeah. you. You won't be ostracized from your own creation. And we live in a no. world, we live in a massive amount of abundance and world creation. And when you do something like that, you're going to fit, you're going to sit there and I guarantee you, you're going to manifest this. You're going to build this. You're going to do it. You're going to have it come out exactly how you wanted it. And then you're going to move on. Yeah, I know. And that's, I, I know I will. and that's one of those, that's one of those beautiful things. So when you know that you're going to do that, there's that beautiful, there's that beautiful piece where you can just let go of the anger that you have when you were telling that story about all those people that fucked everything up. You can just be like, you know what? I, I became who I became by growing that. And then I was forced to, before I was ready, perhaps, or, or the timelines are pushing me in a direction um, that had me moving before I wanted to move, but this was all part of it. So everything is as it's supposed to be, uh, and you're becoming more mm -hmm. and more powerful. So the more you can let go of the bullshit, like your own personal anger towards things, the more you can then see the beauty of how it all transpired. Like you're on your, you're on your way right now to the next thing where, where in all those people that kicked you out are stuck gatekeeping some bullshit idea. Yeah. Gatekeepers. Exactly. Comedy gatekeepers, spiritual gatekeepers, architectural gatekeepers, yeah, psychic gatekeepers. Right in my own bio, gatekeepers on, everywhere on Instagram. My my very bio says, "If any thought that you don't have the ability to challenge becomes a limiting belief." So, for us to not be able to challenge our own, like when you're having an argument with somebody who is adamant that that it's a globe Earth, they're they're using ad hominem, they're they're attacking you personally, all yep. sorts of stuff, and you're just like, you're like, bro, like, why are you taking this personally? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, I know. You know? So, so it's that sort of thing. It's that sort of thing there that, you know, you, you, you can liberate yourself. And I think that maybe you and I are chatting right now because there was a piece of you that needed to be liberated and, and only you can liberate yourself, but okay. to have, to have somebody else put it out there for you and be like, fuck, you know, you're right. 
maybe I should just let this shit go. Because the more you let it go, the faster you can get on with what's next for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the art of letting go. Yeah. Was it Mark Manson, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? That's the only book that I ever actually returned. And that's a weird statement to make. I just didn't like the way he delivered the message, but it's a universal message. <laughs> Is that a joke? Uh, no, that's that's his book, right? The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, yeah, no, I, I have the book. I just haven't read it. Uh, yeah, it, it, I returned it. Like, um, So Audible credits. So I've got... Somebody gave me the book, so I have a hard copy funny. of the book, but Audible credits. That, that sounds like a joke, so that's funny. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff that I have on Audible, that's the only book I ever returned. Um, and... <laughs> And it's funny just because I'm listening to it. And again, I'm not knocking him because everybody that, like that's, it's a universal message. Like I said, and everybody needs to hear a universal message in the way they need to hear it. But for me personally, I, I heard what he was saying and I often preach a lot of the same things that he says, but we come about it in a different way. Uh, and there's a certain tone or aggression. Uh, he also capitalized on swear words, obviously to put the word fuck in the title to, to, to grab eyes. Um, yeah, super popular. Yeah, it to me the whole thing was was cliche, was campy, um, and I don't want to take advice again. I can't get new advice from a realm that I'm trying to break free from. So exactly, this was, and again, this is a timing thing for me, and I'm not knocking Mark Manson. I mean, I mean, I know you know I'm not kissing ass or anything like that, but I don't want anyone suing me for anything. As a matter of fact, in the news, Oops. in the news. Now. now, I'm always pressing that wrong button there. Now let's, let's try this one again. Disclaimer. If you're going to soundbite any of this podcast, you must soundbite it in its entirety for consistency and context. Now that that's in there, I can legally say whatever the hell I want to say because you cannot soundbite it. Flat out asked you not to soundbite it. Now, um, again, I'm not knocking the guy at all, but I am saying that that was the one book that, that just didn't sit right with me. And there's a ton of books that don't sit right with me. The, was it the 48 laws of power, um, by, uh, Robert yeah, Greene? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that doesn't sit right with me either. That book, it was filled with amazing information, but it was dark. It, it, it struck me yeah. as, as very dark and unnecessary. Um, but yeah, there like are people out there. Philosophy. Yeah. There are a lot of people out there that want to fucking utilize that and burn that. And, and pull it in, you know, and pull it into you and pull it into their system and their essence. Uh, and that was not for me. Um, and, and that's the thing. So, I mean, everybody's got their piece. That's why this crowd, the, the people, like everyone that's listening to this show right now is absolutely amazing because, um, actually mm. reminds me, somebody said, I got a message. Somebody DM'd me and they said, I've been listening to your show for years. I love your message. I love your, I love your essence, but I don't know what your name is. And. And to me, I'm like, that's absolutely amazing because I don't really share my name because I, yeah. I it's never been important who I am. It's always been important. Yeah. It's always the been message. important. Exactly. The message, the mental mastery alliance and all that sort of stuff. Um, and to the person that has been listening to the show forever, I could actually pull you up somewhere, but I know that you're, you're saved away and, and I, I didn't cue this up properly, but my name is Adam Walton and this is the mental mastery alliance. So thank you for sending me that DM because it, it says that I've done it right. And I'm really happy with that. I'm really yeah. happy that there's no there's no need to 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 do anything because you put yourself out there, then people will dis- destroy your character if your message becomes too strong. And oh yeah, I know they they try to call me all types of names, disgusting lies. Yes, that they spread about me. 100. percent That's not true. Right. So so they can spread all the lies they want about the Mental Mastery Alliance, but how would anyone believe anything about a company or the figurehead? How can you accuse somebody of something if you don't know their name? Right. 
And to me, you know, again, my message is so much more important than me, than who I am. And my message isn't my, it's not like I'm sitting here preaching like my message that everything I've pulled everything in and I've, I've, I've imagined, you know, I've mixed and matched everything I possibly could and put it out there. The Instagram account, for example, I've had people in the beginning say, oh, you think you're just going to get famous by sharing other people's memes? I'm like, first and foremost. Oh my God. I've heard that so many times. That's hilarious. Yeah. And I'm like, first and foremost, you are currently witnessing a collection of memes. In other words, one meme alone does not define who I am, right? Because there's a lot of stuff too that like I'll share from both both perspectives, male and female, mm-hmm. uh, because there are two yeah. genders. I don't know if you're aware of this. There, there's two of us. So now, Dude, don't talk crazy talk. <laughs> that shit'll get you canceled. But I hit that disclaimer button, so we're okay. Um, so, <laughs> so the you know the I look at this and I'm like, I'm like. Uh, how it how it plays out how it plays out with with people trying to attack one meme you know i turn the comments off on the instagram and i get a lot of people saying you should open up your comments and i said no people who follow me can comment two things i do not want the bots telling me to buy crystals and buy this and buy that you post anything with a bigger account and the bots are all over it and i don't want that i also don't want people to be able to run their mouths when people are looking for something great i don't want some arrogant prick in there just running his mouth because he's having a shitty day and he's a keyboard warrior. And he can mm-hmm. hide behind whatever he wants. Um, and mm-hmm. I've got I've got people criticizing me, saying like, when I say, you know, uh, here's to supporting the men standing up and becoming better fathers and better sons and better husbands. Yeah. Then you'll have people say, what well, about what, the women? exactly, right? And it's like, bro, read all of my posts because I am 100% in defense of women, 100% in defense of men, 100%. I'm 100% in defense of any tranny that wants to be themselves. Because first and foremost. You can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want. You can do absolutely anything that you want to do, right? Where I will not defend is you ramming down my throat that I must believe what you individually and specifically are doing. I don't. I don't have to believe. I don't have to play your game to make it a reality. Much like the Santa Claus thing, the Agrigore that you said. I don't have to do that. Hey, Adam, don't, don't, if you don't pretend to believe in what I believe in, I'll use real force against you. Yes, that is correct. You <laughs> like will how, go to jail. How insane is that? If yeah. you don't pretend with me, I'll use real force on you. Yeah. Uh, I think you might be a little bit unhinged and insane. Yeah, but you're the bad guy um, for not playing the game with them, right? But they're the ones with the power to put you in jail. Like who, who is really supporting who in this, in this whole defense? Now, again, it's not, it's, I, I, I don't know. I could go on. I, it's not a tangent. I could go on for hours about this stuff. It's just, it's an ideology. It's a realistic ideology that every single human for the most part under the sun right now has been brainwashed to believe in helping somebody else, right? One of the top tiers that they do think of all of COVID. The whole thing with COVID was protecting somebody else, protect somebody else. Take protect care of grandma. grandma dude. Yeah. If you don't get the vax, you, you, you hate your grandma. Yeah. Protect your grandmother, get the vax, protect her. This, that, and everything. In Canada, we've got our fearless leader, Trudeau, up here, went on television and <laughs> flat- the flat earth, by the way. Oh, big time. He went on television and he flat out said, um, I didn't coerce or, or force anyone to get the vaccine. <laughs> Bro, he declared war on the country when the truckers rolled into town. He declared war on Canada with his little, his little thing. And man, it just, that shit just makes me laugh right now. We've got our, 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 uh, so- Pro-vax and pro-globers. Wow, what a shocker that is. Oh, yeah, and he marches in the gay pride, and he and he says, if you don't believe in this, that, and anything, like, you're a bigot, and you're, you know, you should be put in jail, and all this sort of stuff. Like, he's he's flat out accused anyone who 
so so to be a rebel today you have to have you know a wife and kids you have to probably be in in a religion uh you know you have to be a good you have to have good christian values this is how you rebel in today's society it, it, it it's so ass backwards that it's like you know you know where do we go from here now this is also all again this going back to how you know how we translate and how Growing we your own food how we do but how can you grow your own food when the chemtrails in the sky are just dumping crap on the on the land that you're growing it out of uh wallapini which is an underground greenhouse. I like that idea. Now, <laughs> the 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 one of the things that we you know we're an hour into this show, and I know that you know we're not Damn, running on dude. yeah we're not running on any sort of timeline or anything like that. But the purpose, one of the main purposes of this, was to get to your dark night of the soul. Can you? Yeah, I know. Can you explain to me um, how that came about or what it was like to you? Because I was saying to you either I don't remember now if it was pre-show or if it was during the show, but my explanation of Dark Knight of the Soul didn't feel right to me. Like it didn't feel like I did it justice, and I, I really want to revisit it as well. But I want I want to hear your story. What, what was it like for you to to experience this, or really to continue to be experiencing? Because I don't think that it ends. I think that once it kicks in, you what did you call it? You called it something else. Chapel Perilous. That I think is a continuation for the rest of your life. Yeah, it is. You don't, by definition, you don't know. Chapel Perilous, by definition, is a psychological state where some supernatural force of some phenomenon changed and some event, supernatural paranormal event happened in your life. Or it was a figment of your imagination and you can't tell the difference. You don't know if it was, if you were visited by Arcturian from Zeta Reticuli or uh, you just had a mental existential crisis and a mental breakthrough or a breakdown, whatever you want to call it. And um, so you don't even know when you joined Chapel Perilous, when you walked into it. Sorry, I just stepped on a cactus and I have a bunch of things in my feet. Oh, on. Oh. Yeah, I actually had to take my shoes off and do some grounding and barefoot i'm just just gonna say this guy's this guy's this guy's recording podcast and he's grounding he's going all kinds right now um (laughs) i took my shoes off i'm like hi this is i gotta i gotta do uh, some choo-choo train um rub my feet against the uh, dirt and just i've been going back and forth i I, when i think i uh i pace i think i um think better or have better awareness when i'm pacing around when we move we all do myself so, uh, Movement um, creates creativity. That's why you get your best ideas in the gym. And also, when I say in the oh, gym, we live in North America where where it's like all of our food and all of our everything is absolute trash and garbage and poison. We don't move enough because we've got nice cars and we've got beautiful offices and all that sort of shit. We have to create fake scenarios where we're, where we're actually being active. We have to go out of our way to find and pay more for quote-unquote health food as opposed to just food because everything's junk. The air quality is crap. The sun's being blocked out. And we're we're all you know we're all on Tinder and staying away from real connections with real people. We're staying away from real activity and we're going to the gym. Like it's amazing how bastardized all of this really truly is, and how we just sit here and do nothing about it. You're out there. You're on a podcast right now. Yet you're sun gazing and grounding, and and you know you're staying as 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 predominant as you possibly can, which is key. You know. Ugh. Um, I can't. And now you're breaking up. I hope we don't lose you. Because my uh, brother passed away unexpectedly. 
tragic event. But um, right. Just a second here. Just a second. Just a second here. You started talking about something, and you 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 broke up right before I heard my brother passed away. But I didn't hear the first ten twenty seconds of that. Um, you you asked when did I? Do you think I joined the or the dark night of the soul or discovered it or ent- or call it enter entering Chapel Perilous? Right. And uh, you don't even know when you're in it, and you don't even know if you've gotten out of it. Like I'm saying this right now. I thought I, I I thought I entered Chapel Perilous, and I thought I was out of it. In reality, it was like eight years ago that I discovered I was in it. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm in that thing that all my heroes have talked about. That these the hero's journey, yeah, the spiritual, the the, the great spiritual awakening. Um, so so I guess when my brother passed away in 2007, um which is the same year I started writing my book, my story and describing the heliocentric model. Um, so I was in it for probably till like 2012, 2013. So like a solid six years. And I was just reading, uh, my favorite author, Robert Anton Wilson, his books and the cosmic trigger 1975 or 1977, I think. Robert Anton Wilson and Robert Shea wrote The Cosmic Trigger, which is a book that describes he's breaking down fantasy and reality, and he's taking all of the world's conspiracies, and he's trying to understand them from an objective um, perspective instead of a subjective perspective. And, uh, and that's a whole other discussion, subjectivity versus objectivity. That's a whole other uh, can of worms. But so... So, fuck, man, like, The Dark Knight of the Soul sucks. I mean, it's just, so it's called The Dark Knight of the Soul, Chapel Perilous, or Crossing the River of Tears. And, uh, did you know? It sounds, sounds fun, doesn't it? Did you know that Robert Anton Wilson um, passed away in 2007 when you entered into 2007. Yeah. And, uh, so all this shit, and all these weird dates, like, um, these dates and shit he, he was talking about in his books, the dates, and they link to Aleister Crowley, they link to Tim Leary, they link to all these Albert Hoffman, the godfather of LSD. They, 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 he's linking all of these numbers. Matter of fact, the number 23 is something that keeps popping up. If you're inside of a dark night of the soul or inside Chapel Perilous, you probably see a lot of fives and a lot of 23s. That's something that William Burroughs made popular it's called the 23 phenomenon and the whole movie was made out of it jim carrey starred in it number 23 yeah and that 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 movie was stolen from another movie called number 23 which was uh produced and directed by a bunch of russians i watched about half of it but i couldn't uh, get through it i gotta go back and finish it but so i'm reading about the dark night of the soul and chapel perilous and i'm like oh dude i'm in that I don't even know the difference. I don't know how, like I've, I've had, I've had, um, near death experiences combined with outer body experiences happening simultaneously on my brother's uh, birthday wow. while I'm at a spiritual, while I'm at a spiritual resort that Robert Anton Wilson, Terrence McKenna, Alan Watts, Joseph Campbell, all these most famous, uh, thought leaders of our time 
these gurus and even anti-guru types. So I'm at that place, the Esalon Institute, which I went there because I needed to do some field uh, field work. I heard that it was MK Ultra headquarters, the CIA MK Ultra headquarters. So I had to go visit it myself and see what it was all about. Lo and behold, I got drugged by a witch lady, had a near-death experience, an outer body experience, was in touch with Native Americans from 6,000 years ago. I was hearing chanting of uh, Native American Native American chant, chanting and drums, drumming. This drumming and this chanting while I'm drugged in an existential state of crisis, a, a total paranoia. I thought everyone was trying to kill me mm. because I got I just got drugged by a witch lady. That story itself. I can go on for an hour, and then it, it involves alien intelligence. Um, what did you drug morality. you with? I, I don't know. I thought it was salvia detrinorum, but I told my friend the effects of it, and he said it sounded like fucking PCP or something. And I'm like, yeah, I've never done that, so I don't know. Except um, for that one time with the witch lady. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it's 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 crazy, man. Like I thought my my life was at was at risk for a prolonged period of time and it was uh, guns to my head were involved aliens walking around with a with a ray gun shooting at people's hearts and testing their purity level you ever have a gun shot at you from an alien who's, who's testing the purity of your heart and if you don't have a pure enough heart he kills you on the spot and this kind is of a fucked up situation i'd say this is all because of the drugs i don't know was so it? So in your mind right now, this is this is a reality. This is this took place, whether it was yeah. an illusion or not. This is an active memory. Exactly. Yeah. That's Chapel Perilous, wow. and, and it actually it actually happened to me. So it's like it's it went from it went from me reading these books about these characters to me being the character in the books that I'm reading about, and I'm reading about myself. That. That's exactly the plot of my book that I wrote in 2007. It's also the plot of number 23. What? Wait, what? It's also the plot of the number 23. Where Jim, where Jim Carrey gets wrapped up in the characters of the book, but he's the characters in the book. It's his book. And he... Now, he, he's aware of all this. No. He's he, aware of the, of the... He becomes aware later he, on. No, I'm saying Jim Carrey himself as the, the character oh, Jim Carrey yes. in in real life. He he's aware of this. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he knows he knows the debate about the ball, the round, uh, and flat. He knows he knows that debate. He just can't go into it. Eternal sunshine of the spotless um, mind comes to mind on that one. Yes, yeah, but one it's one of my favorite movies to watch with all my ex girlfriends. But he uh, he's he's been for the most part he's been exiled. Um, from, yeah. from proper Hollywood, but you know, some of the weird stuff that he's doing now, I, I'm not understand. I don't understand why he still has a platform at all based on the shit that he's willing and open to, to sharing. I don't know why he keeps he's keep really shit. He's shitty politically. He's, he used to be one of my favorite people, but his political stances are pathetic and, uh, he's kind of new agey and is really behind. It's like, that's what happens. See, he gets called crazy and exiled out of Hollywood. Exiled out of Hollywood means making hundred million dollar movies in the Sonic franchise. Wow. You're really exiled from Hollywood there, buddy. Yeah. Making hundred million dollar movies and getting to play one of them. And, and, and he also gets to, uh, uh, propagate AI. 
which is exactly what Dr. Robotnik represents, is the ultimate human, transhuman uh, AI connection. It's a human being utilizing robotics. That's what it is, Dr. Robotnik. And he's uh, utilizing AI to take over the world. And there's, a, there's okay, so that you know that that brings me to another point too, which is Operation Bluebeam. Uh, there's talk of yeah. Operation Bluebeam being like you know the projection of aliens all the way through, et cetera, et cetera. But I personally think that Operation Bluebeam, it's 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 the thing that's running currently. I don't think yeah, Bluebeam exactly. is the sky. I think Bluebeam is the illusion that we're all in right now. It's the simulation that we're in. Yeah. Yes, that's what. And if you agree with that, like the way you just agreed with that quickly, I was like. Shit, does he does he believe this too? Because I don't know where I picked that up, but if if that's on the ethos, if that's already out there in the ethos, I think that that's fascinating as well. It is. There's a bunch of people I know who I used to disagree with, but now I'm coming along because I didn't like the term flat Earth simulation. Well, first off, I think simulation theory is a bunch of bullshit, and I think it's a, a cop out from the top scientists to not think deeply any further into something very serious, which is our holographic reality that we're obviously living in. And uh, I, 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 would pr- I would prefer to call it a hologram than a, than a simulation. That's, that's just me personally, because I'm a stickler for specific terminology and specific words. Like when people say the earth is round, I tell them, I make sure, well, what type of round? Is it like a perfect ball or is it like a potato or is it like an oblate spheroid or is it like a pear or is it like a testicle? Because there's all these different types and flavors, ice cream flavors of earth. Uh, you want to know what, you want to know what round is round and flat? My toe. You want to know what is round and flat? My dick tip. Oh. So by, uh, a, by the definition of a globe earther, uh, the earth is dick tip shaped because my dick is round. Uh, my dick is round. My dick tip is round. So my dick tip is round. Therefore the earth is round. 200. Actually, therefore the earth is dick tip shaped. So 254 episodes that I have published and the word dick tip has never been used so much in one episode. So there you go. You now hold the record for that. I'll put that out there. <clears throat> Mushroom <laughs> phallic. They're obsessed with phallics, uh, like obelisks. But what do you think an obelisk is? It's just a giant dick coming out of the earth. Well, and the funny thing too is there's dicks everywhere now. I don't know if you're seeing them, like the one floating through Newfoundland right now. It's actually floating through Dildo, Newfoundland right now. It's a little town called Dildo, and there's a giant dick and balls floating through town. Oh my God, dude. I got to look that up after the show. Yeah, that's a true story. Um, so yeah. It's out a there. A rocket man. ship is a giant, it's a giant dick. Well, Tesla, Tesla built one. Tesla basically built a giant penis to shoot into space. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> you know the story where he uh, he there's a fictional story I think written by Jules Verne, and it was uh, a character named Elon, the man from Mars, isn't it? Yeah, it's like man, that's funny. But so the sky is the feminine chalice. There's the there's the um, what's it called the ch- what's the, the sword and the chalice. So the, the sword and the chalice is some famous book written by some chick or some dude. The sword is the penis. Chalice is the vagina. King so Arthur. The sword and the chalice. That's, yeah, that's masculine and feminine. Femin- masculinity and femininity. Sword, masculine. Chalice, it's, it's a cup. It's a, it's, you know, concave cup. And uh, so, so the, the sword penetrates the chalice. The rocket ship 
is the is the uh, the sword, and the sky is the vagina. So the the rocket ship is a giant masculine phallic symbol shooting and then penetrating the sky, outer space. So they can't do it. They can't leave the Earth. Low Earth orbit exists. Yes, that's true. See, they immediately assume that I don't believe in these things. That I, so you don't believe in satellites? I don't believe in the satellites that you believe in, that they're being ro- ro- remotely controlled by dudes in a room via simulations, and that they just get to shoot, just, just, just flying around. And they're, Oh, they're, no, they're not remote controlled? Oh, so they're automatically flying on their own through cold spots and hot spots. Through the cold, through spots that are colder than the coldest spaces known to Earth, and through the hottest spaces known to Earth. So, oh, they also don't need to be repaired. Uh, satellites don't need to be repaired ever. They don't need to be recharged. They don't need to be uh, fixed. They they have like these other fixer satellites that they send up there, and those satellites fix the other broken satellites that need to get repaired. Also, they have a special golden tinfoil. I don't know if you knew about this. The special golden tinfoil itself fixes and self-regulates itself, cools itself down. So that that special golden tinfoil is super important for them. But if you do believe in the ball earth, that means that you believe that there are um, people standing upside down underneath you, that there are buildings uh, attached to the ground, um, not floating, obviously, but attached to the, to the earth, to the ground underneath you, but they're literally floating upside down. There are helicopters flying upside down underneath you, and there are airplanes, helicopters, buildings, and people, everything operating, pr- standard procedure, but to them, they're right side up because of relativity, of course. There's no such thing as up and down or left and right. If you're a, uh, a ball earther, those things don't exist. Another up thing, too, with is the, down. One of the, one of the most damning things is we, you know, they talk about up and down on, on earth and all that sort of stuff, but it also in space, you know, we have, yeah. we have the, the earth is spinning on an axis, right? So the axis yeah. in and of itself implies an up and Which down is, in space. Uh, by the way, the earth, the earth itself is tilting on axis. Guess what the axis is tilting on? 23.4, 23, 23.4, 23.5. By the way, if you divide that 666.666. Yeah. And they sure are obsessed with that 666. Yeah. Yeah, but it also, like I said, it implies it implies up and down in space. Another damning thing too is everybody know the sun has that app on their phone or their tablet that they can point at the sky and see what the constellations are. What people don't understand is that if they point it at the ground, theoretically the constellations should be all around the globe. They should be all around the globe. Yeah. But if you point it at the ground, there are no constellations. Yes, there you go. Is that Stellarium? I was using that a long time ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but. I mean, there's people that say because yo you're talking on a, a cell phone right now. You're 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 using a computer. Yeah. Therefore, the Earth is a ball. Yeah. Like, wait, what? It's like, do you not think that these technologies would be invented on a on a plain Earth or a globe Earth? They're going to be. It's got, uh, a phone or a computer is going to be invented regardless of the shape of the Earth. My you know? buddy, my buddy said to me once. Uh, I shouldn't even say my buddy. Like this guy I know. You just made me laugh because it just popped into my head. When I was talking about Flat Earth before, this is a long time ago when I was like just getting into it, just learning about it. Uh, he laughed at me. He goes, he goes, there's an app that will show you what planes are above your head right now. Do you think that would be possible on a Flat Earth? Like, no, that debunks your Flat Earth theory. 
I'm like, bro, that doesn't make any goddamn sense whatsoever. Even like you're talking gibberish to me. Like, I don't get this whatsoever. How does that have anything to do with the fucking price of bread at all? Period. But they stuck they're with that shit. Man. They love that stuff. I don't know. It's funny. They're desperate. Oh, they're, they, they're desperately hanging on to the ball. So they can't let go of the ball. Well, there's another, there's, there's another theory that I work with too. It's funny to watch people on Twitter shit on Twitter. You know what I mean? And they're like using yeah, yeah, they're, they're using Twitter to be like Twitter's garbage. It's you know it's it's this it's that it's the trashiest. It makes no sense. But you're on Twitter shitting on Twitter. Now I've expanded upon that, yeah. and I'm like, when we're yeah. when we're in this Earth realm in this in this reality, we use this reality to shit on this reality. And I'm like, this is a peculiar yeah. thing. This is a very peculiar thing because if we if you want to use yeah, if, if you want to use points if somebody wants to use points that are like again. How can an app have planes flying above us if we're on a ball? Like, if you want to use those points, you have to ask yourself, what other points are you willing to to defend it with? Because all the points exactly. are the same. All the points are the same. And that we're fighting and that we're taught to fight and that we're, we're, we're pre-programmed probably from the vaccines that we get at age 12, or, or sorry, at age sorry, 12 months to, to, to just not think <laughs> yeah. for ourselves. Like, we get, we get drugged up the minute we get here. Right. So, I mean, not we, the, our meat suits. And I honestly think too, that there's, there's two of us, there's two parts of us. It's like to be in this reality, you have to put on a, a, a meat suit. Just like if you want to go scuba diving, you got to put on a wetsuit and the powers yeah. that be know that here, the suit is super, super powerful. Uh, so they got to dumb you down. Yeah. And if you look at, look at what they did with COVID too. Um, look at how much they bastardized and, and villainized anyone that questioned it. Just simply questioned it. Crazy. They, they, they made yeah. everyone, if you said vaccines, I'm not sure about all of a sudden you were fucking enemy number one. Right. And that yeah, to yeah. me, that to me right out the gate was like, way the tick Basil. I understand how you guys want to go about things. I understand, <laughs> I understand what you want to say and do and all that sort of stuff, but how dare you imply that I'm the villain or that I'm, or that I'm like, what is it against measles? What? You don't believe in this vaccine? We cured polio. Didn't we like, who the well, fuck taught you that? Polio. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay now, but here's the thing. Here's the problem with that. I never questioned polio and the cure for polio. I never questioned the vaccine for measles and mumps. I never questioned them. Right. But after COVID now I do. Now I look back oh, at all that. You should. Yeah. Now I look back at all that and go, okay. At first I was just like, this is a bit peculiar. Right. And then after that, it's like, okay, you know, whatever. But I, the more I look into this, the more I understand this, the more I see that the world itself is is going to the brink of its ability to be absurd so that those who refuse to wake up don't have a choice but to wake up. Yeah. So I think the insanity yeah, I, I, that we're experiencing, on that. I'd love to hear it. Go ahead. Um. All right. I remember, I remember being really stoned one time on cannabis, and, uh, and I was actually at the very end of, this is when I was deep into channeling yeah, and uh, spiritualism and uh, spiritual science and, and channeling. And I was uh, uh, deep into Bashar. Are you familiar with Bashar at all? Uh, maybe. It sounds familiar. But Bashar is a character created by a man like us uh, named Daryl Enka. Now, Daryl Enka is the human avatar like us, Adam Walton, Dan Falkenbach. But he created uh, the character called Bashar, which is in the egregore that he created. And that is a time traveling extraterrestrial from the future that came back in time to here now 
and now Daryl Enka is channeling Bashar. Yes. From, yes. The, from the future. Okay, so yes, 100%. As you were saying that, sorry, my bad. I was, uh, I'm actually, I just started following him on the Instagram there. Okay. So I, I've, I've, I've met, I met this guy in real life. I, I went to one of his seminars. And I not only got to speak with Bashar, but I got to talk with Daryl after the show. And I got to make, matter of fact, I accidentally called Daryl Bashar and he started laughing. And uh, he's like, no, I'm Daryl. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. My bad, dude. I, I meant Daryl. I didn't mean Bashar. He's like, dude, I get that every day, man. And, but he, he, he was so kind enough to, 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 to give me a ride home. But the point that I'm trying to make, um, shit, what? what Daryl or Bashar gave you a ride home? Oh, yeah, theory. No, yeah. So the theory was, I was watching one of Bashar's videos, and I realized I'm like, just what you just said—that this reality is so effed up, so screwed up, so utterly and obviously backwards—that it has to be this way on purpose. Yes. And I was like, right. I'm like, all right. But what is the point of that? Why would you want to dumb down everyone and make everything shittier? And what they called um, um, a perp, um obsolescence planned obsolescence right right so you have your your you you have a light bulb that works for a hundred years the light bulb is uh, working so good but uh the the head light bulb people come up and they go yeah um adam your light bulb works too good you're gonna have to actually cut the time in half we don't want it to work for a hundred years we need the light bulb to work for five years so then they come back and then they have to purchase another light bulb. If you, you, if you're the quality of your stuff is too good, then then nobody is going to be spending money to buy it because it, it's it's working for a hundred years. Corning, so yeah. that that's leaked into everything, every single aspect of life. There's planned obsolescence in vehicles where the cars break down after a certain amount of time. There's planned obsolescence in our technology, our computers, in our cell phones, in the meat suits our we wear. Phones, yeah. Oh, that's well. That's more advanced um, planned obsolescence. That's when. That's when they need to to, to do their uh, bio genetic uh, genome projects. But if there is and, no they, uh, if if there truly is no they, then the meat suits that we wear. I mean, the only way that you're going to be able to relive this experience or be able to reinvigorate your appreciation for where you are and for what you're going through uh, is death. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So planned obsolescence. You know, the fact that you're going to die is the only thing that gives all of life meaning and importance. So it's inevitable. You know, you can't have one without the other. And that's, you know, to me, that's an interesting planned obsolescence piece, you know, because right now, again, you and I can talk about planned obsolescence. We can talk about the hundred year light bulb, but if you go, if you go even bigger than that, and then you understand that, you know, 60 years in infinite timelines is a drop in the bucket, hundred years, who cares, you know, for you, for what you're doing, you know, we're not here for 10 seconds and then gone. Like we're, there's a thing that we're all doing right now. And that's, yeah. And so like, that's one of those things where you're like, okay, so even your own suit is planned obsolescence. So there's a higher power a creation somewhere that's saying you've got a certain amount of time, you got a finite amount of time. And none of yeah. us even really know what death is. None of us do. Right. And so that's the thing. Like we're taught to fear yeah. death. We're taught to fear all this sort of stuff. And you can say, oh, I witnessed this person, like my grandmother, you know, she died basically in my arms and it was, yeah. you know, she was in the hospital. We were all surrounded by her uh, and it was a really touching and, and beautiful moment. Um, but we don't know what it is. We don't know what it is, right? And that's the thing. We can all assume we know what it is. I've even had a near-death experience. I think you said you had too. Um, 
you know, I've had a mental one and a physical one. And those to me were, were what launched me into my dark night of the soul, essentially, uh, even though I was on the cusp of it for a long time. But it's those moments in time that change the way we see and perceive what it is that we're doing. So planned obsolescence, if it's good for us, it's probably good for something else. Because again, if you think about planned obsolescence in a positive tone, that something breaks down, gives you an opportunity to experience something else. I, to uh, finish my thought on the, on the theory, I, I was like, all right, so this is like the United States government and they're doing this against the Westerners, the people in America. Mm-hmm. I go, so why are they doing this? And I'm like, so the rest of the world is running its own tyranny and propagating its own ideas toward its own citizens. Everyone, every country and continent's doing, and every government's doing its own thing to its own citizens. Right. But the United States is doing some advanced brainwash, mind fuckery, mind washing. And so I'm like, why is, why is the United States so much different with their propaganda and their brainwashing techniques? And, and why are they so crazy and hyper animate about it? And I thought I was, like I said, stoned and watching a, a video from a channeling from a, a extraterrestrial from the future. And I'm like, this is a bit insane now. And uh, so I, I thought, I'm like, Oh, they're trying to speed up the consciousness of everyone in America. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So they're trying to expand and speed up the consciousness and intelligence in America to make its citizens. Here's the thing. If you can get through the brainwashing, you're, 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 dude, how many, it's like you're almost a Buddha state. Right. If you, if you can get through the, the brainwashing and the layers and decades worth of, of uh, propaganda that's been implemented on you, then like, dude, they, Amer- is America, like something, some dude, like this shit shouldn't have leaked out. Like what we're doing right now, they didn't plan for this. They didn't plan for us to be talking on cell phones and via uh, computers and talking to each other. They didn't plan for that. That was a mistake. The, t- the technology was accidentally released or they didn't realize the implications of it when they, Oh yeah, you can release it. It's too expensive or they won't know how to uh, use it. They don't. It's like, it was a military weapon that was somehow leaked to the public. And now the public has the, the a, a weapon called the internet. And yeah, it's like, dude, like we're talking about with the transgender, the trans identified people. It's like their aggregor is very very weak and they had less than 1% of people. So what are they, they got it. The only way that they can make their egregore stronger is by recruiting. So they can't reproduce. They have to recruit. So, 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 so their egregore is, is going from 1% to 1.25% to one and a half to two. Oh, wow. Now there's 2% of transgender people in the world. Wow. That egregore is getting strong. That's the most fucked up part, dude. This is only a 2% egregore. So if this is only a 1%, 2% egregore, and it's already getting to the point where it's like, now it's like a 5%. Like, like five in 2016, 2017, I mean, shit, dude, I've been making fun of the, the, these mutants for fucking over 10 years, but, but I don't give a shit. You, you, now, when you say, you're when, a man. when you say mutant, I mean, that, that held two meanings to me. It could be just be a cruel term, but it seems more than that. Like, it sounds to me like, so I've, I've touched on this too, that there are, there are. That's a compliment to call them mutant, by the way. Yeah, there are, 
a man and a woman on the earth, but there's also another, I mean, we've talked about them before, like reptilians and this, that, and the other thing, but I think that there's another species here as well. Um, and if you look at all celebrities, do you remember a long time ago, transvestigation, the guy that was like, like, in, like just pointing out how, yeah. how, uh, all the majority Every of celebrities celebrity. is inverted. Yeah. Right. And then it was, yeah. and, and then it was confirmed or not confirmed, but it was talked about. I mean, that was another one that got that uh, man, the transvestigation, bro. I've never seen something disappear off the internet. The only thing I've seen disappear off the internet faster was when, uh, do you remember when they trying to do gun control in New Zealand and they had the guy shoot up the mosque and, Oh wow. Yeah. So, so that was everywhere. That was everywhere for about a week. And then somebody noticed that there was a yeah. magazine on the floor. So the guy walks it in the footage but because they tested it out before, he dropped a mag before, and he so he walks yeah, in, yeah. and they made it look fresh. They made it look fresh. So he walks in, and he starts shooting all these people, and the internet goes nuts. It's like, holy crap, this is live. This guy filmed it, and he leaked it, right? But there was a magazine on the floor, so it already blew their story. Like It made them look fake right at the gate. So then it became an yep. absolute crime to even share that video. They would put you in jail for sharing that video. I've never seen a video that was everywhere disappear so fast in my entire life. The transvestigation was the second one that went disappearing because it was everywhere and it it was like building up steam or whatever. And people were like laughing and mocking and and being interested or whatever. And then it was just shut down. And now it's a crime to speak against a trans. But if you try to punch in tranny on Facebook, Facebook will give you an, like a flat out warning before you can even post the word tranny is flagged so hard on Facebook that you can't even talk about a, a transmission flush, right? You, or tranny flush. You can't you can't say tranny flush on on Facebook without it without yeah, it flagging no. your post and warning you for hate speech. Uh, the, tr- the tranny flu is the real thing. You don't want to yeah. change your tranny fluid. That'll trigger the transgender people out there. But you get arrested. I get to use a line. I get to use a line. You're you're allowing me to use a line that I, I made up years ago. Uh, Flat Earth is the transgender child of the science community. There you go. Flat Earth is more ridiculed than transgenderism. Transgenderism is celebrated. If I was transgendered, I'd be the most famous flat earther in the world. But since I'm a a cisgendered, heterosexual, biological male, geocentrist, plain realm earther, well... There's not much uh, there's not much money involved in that for me unless I, I create it myself, which I am in the process of doing. It's just yeah, so dude, that's that's rough. Like it's easier to be a transgendered person in the world than it is to be a flat earther. That's how fucked up the world is. Well, I mean and I, I want everyone listening to that to really think about what I it's easier to be a transgendered person to, it's easier to pretend to be the opposite sex than it is to investigate the objective shape of the world that uh, everyone should be able to verify. You should be able to check, ask questions. But another thing too, then the narrative itself is cannibalizing the narrative itself. Do you remember that woman? Um, I can't remember her name, Rachel. I want to say her name is Rachel something. She was the white woman that, that said she was African and she was the head of the, the thing. And um, yeah. it was all political. And then like the world, like just destroyed her for saying that she was, yeah. she was a black woman. This was a couple of years ago. They yeah. destroyed her. Like they just ruined this broad, right? Now, yeah, I remember. what's the difference in, in wearing blackface and wearing woman face? And <laughs> there is none. And, and, and why is it acceptable that these men can pretend to be women, but she couldn't pretend to be black? You know, and, and um, like, I look at that. I'm not asking you for an answer by any means. I'm just saying like, why is that? Like, 
I'm just putting that out there as the as the narrative. Like this is the narrative that we're all supposed to believe in. That 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 what's his name when when they put what's his name into power that that uh, what was that the guy that I, I can't remember his name either now, but they had this huge thing when they wanted to make him a, a Supreme Court judge or whatever, and they're like this woman's like I saw his penis at a party and that's sexual assault to me, right? Uh, and uh, why I'm drawing a blank on his name. People, are, I swear to God, my audience right now is like yelling his name at me. Right, <laughs> I can't I yell louder, ladies. I can't figure out. I, what it I, is. Don't, I don't remember. I, I remember the story, but I don't remember the names. But okay, so but you remember like the Supreme Court guys? Like there was a roundtable discussion, and he had to sit there and defend himself for something that he did in in, in high school or whatever university. Yeah. Um. And and this woman accused him of sexual assault because at that party, some party, he exposed his penis or. I don't know, not to her or whatever, but his penis was out and she was terribly offended. And this was a horrible yeah, thing. Louis CK. Yeah. And well, that's another, that's another funny thing. He was his, when his, his comeback, when he came back and he's like, every single one of us has a kink. Every single one of us has a kink. Imagine knowing that one day you wake up and the president of the United States of America is reading about your kink. He goes, <laughs> yeah, he's like, that that's was, so fucking funny. he's like, that was a weird moment for me. Right, for and, real man. For and his real. his thing was he asked women permission to jack off while he was on the phone with them. Right, he yeah. wasn't he wasn't putting himself he wasn't putting anyone in harm's way or anything like that. He just wanted to jack off. Kid wanted to jack off. Whatever. Everybody's got a kink, and now the world's supposed to hate him. And that's another thing too. The world is so quick to point at the villain and, and so quick to hate, but nobody asks how he became who he became. Nobody wants to know about the villain. They just want to hate everybody. And this is a, this is a, an absolute manifestation. So now we've got this. Uh, it, it's it's right on the tip of my tongue. This guy's this this, politi- this politician's name who is flambasted um, for having his penis out at a party. I mean, I don't know of any college or high school party that I went to that a penis wasn't visible at some point or another. I don't know of any. <laughs> Young boys are crazy. Um, so, but at the same time, these are the same people that are saying that men can use women's bathrooms and that your 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 five eight six year old daughter can see a, a man's penis. And not Ugh. have it be traumatized, right? So, I, so weird. And, and so fucking weird. It's so weird that that's the thing. Like, how come, how come this guy can be put on blast in front of the entire nation for potentially having his wiener out fifty years ago? But we're not supposed to care that my eight-year-old daughter can can go into the into, into the washroom where she's supposed to be safe, and there's a man in there with his with his Johnson out, just being liberated. So it's so weird. It's a strange. Like, it's yeah, a, there's no. Uh, Right, but for me to ask that question, so for me to ask that question, I'm, I'm, I, I could easily be painted with the bigot brush, for that, for just simply asking that question, and it's like, is that fair or is it, is it, a, is it a legitimate question to ask? I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure if you are serious about being a father, that you'd want to protect your daughter and not have any weird, um, age, I, shush, uh, age identified people. Like there's 60 year old men that identify as six, six year olds. Well, that was also the biggest problem with that Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney thing where he was like, he was like, you know, it doesn't matter if you want to put a tranny on a, on a bud can go for it. I mean, you could have used anybody. There's all kinds of them out there. Um, and, and, you know, we even remember back in the day people had sex changes. Cool. You had a sex change like that. It takes some serious cojones to cut your cojones off. Yeah. You know, good for you. you. Be a real man to cut your balls off. Exactly. And that's the truth. Like do it. Right. But don't put on a dress and and yell at me for not playing along with you and 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 try to ruin my life because I don't acknowledge your fantasy. 
Right. And so, so, I mean, I look at that and again, I am, I'm not a father, but that, you know, that was an analogy there, but you know, if you, if, if one is, I could see anger, I could see, I could see violence, you know, coming. And then you have to ask yourself, like, are they trying to push and promote this violence? But at the same time, you know what happens? Yeah. If you turn the television off and the radio off, no matter what, all of this bullshit goes away. So, you know, how did, how did you and I get from, from trying to talk about flat earth and all that sort of stuff to, to, to getting on trannies. I mean, the soul. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I love, I love Chapel to be able Paralyst, to, I, I still, we never conspiracies, parody religions. It's all, Agrigors. it's all there. It's all there. It's all in that. You know, I, I still wanted to hear what it was like for you. You know, we didn't really totally touch on what it was like for you going into the dark night of the soul, but um, I do want to hear about that. Like, you know, who did you become in, in your journey? Like, like, do you remember, do you, I mean, we started this podcast with you talking about teaching children. So you probably actively remember being in the third dimension, being just, just going about your business. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was like, I would say mostly pre, uh, my brother, uh, passing. Like I, I really, I was just, I was just honestly observing him and his friends and how they are all wasting their time and money at college. Mm-hmm. And they're all switching their majors and using their mommy and daddy's money. I'm using my mommy and daddy's money. Right. I get to go pursue what, whatever my dreams are. My dreams change weekly. My dreams uh, change from, I want to I, I do uh, this, go from this major, and then I'll, that's, that was my dream. But then I'm gonna change my major in one month. Cause it was too hard and I get to use mommy and daddy's mommy money and, and I get to, I get all the time and money in the world and I get to do what so I watched all my, my, my brother and his friends waste And I'm like, dude, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to college. Are you insane? So I was in this a self-education phase where I was trying to get rid of all the 3d bullshit. Oh, I want to go to 4d. I want to go to 5d. I want to go to 6d. I want to go to 10d and shit. I mean, just for me, to, uh, um, model or the old classical um, physics model and then comparing it to the modern standard model and um, what we were just talking about um, you get onto something real and then, and then the ethos pulls it away because we're dropping too much knowledge uh, you said how did you stump, or uh, uh, oh the 3D yeah so I, I wanted to literally so in um, in physics, in the old model, there is a specific set of dimensions. So there's like eleven dimensions. Right. So it's like, oh, so so the, wait, so you you mapped all eleven dimensions, and, and now you're all, you're pretending that this entire world is eleven dimensional or ten dimensional, and there's a secret eleventh dimension or something like that, or there's twelve dimensions and there's a secret third or uh, thirteenth dimension. So there's 12 constellations, and there's a secret 13th uh, constellation called Ophiuchus. Ooh, did you ever hear of that one? No. And, and yeah, so there's there's a there's 12 constellations that are cycling and circling above us in the circuit, all circling around the center of, of the universe, which is the Earth and the North Star, and all the the Polaris is the North Star, and all of the constellations, the twelve constellations, cycle around the North Star. But there's a secret thirteenth uh, constellation called Ophiuchus, 
So that, wait, so that there's 10 dimensions or is it 11? I'm not sure. Is it 10 and there's a secret 11th dimension or is it 11 and there's a secret? So how could you possibly know this unless you've mapped out the first dimension, the second dimension, the third dimension, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the How do you know? So, so that actually what I'm talking about is string theory. So, so they, they, they've uh, boiled it down to string theory. And now these people, they think that they're like the smartest people in the world. Oh, I'm a string theorist. Yeah, it's a string theorist, string theory. The theory, all these things are theories. Big Bang Theory, Evolution Theory, Feet of Light Theory, Relativity Theory. Oh, that's, that's a bit strange. All, uh, atom, uh, atomism. Atoms are a theory. I'm sorry, but you're looking at atoms <laughs> through a simulation. It's a device. If you look at the very first picture of, of an atom ever recorded, guess what? It's CGI, just like the ball earth you believe you live on. So... They're obsessed with balls. They're obsessed with invisible balls that can't be measured. What is an atom? An atom is an invisible ball that can't be measured. What is the globe? It is an invisible ball that cannot be measured. They are obsessed with balls and dicks, my friend. <laughs> phallics and dicks they're obsessed with. They, uh, sun worshippers, phallic worshippers, obelisk worshippers, ball worshippers, actually. You know what ball is? Or bale? B-A-A-L. Ball and Siaga? The fucking demon. I don't know how Balenciaga yeah, like is still a company, but yeah. <laughs> yep. Wait, so you say that again? I said, I don't know how Balenciaga is still a company, but yep. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's a whole different thing. But, but bale, ball. B-A-A-L. Yeah, ball. Look at what... Ba- uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, ball, de- It's a demon of Satan. Balenciaga <laughs> is... is like it's it's I, I'm exactly. drawing down there too. Ball and Siaga is a you know ball is life like all hell CIA. Satan whatever the hell whatever it is. Ball is CIA. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. It is something like that. That's what you know. That's what they're you know that's what they're talking about. You know, and and so you look at that and you're like, fuck. Even this is like you know how am I supposed to get clothes? How am I supposed to how am I supposed to do anything without participating in the ritual? Right. And and I yeah, never I, I never I never thought of it because like what brought me to simulation theory was. When they split the atom, inside the atom was energy, quarks, quarks, and quasons, as so goes the story, which is why I said, you know, you can't deduce where you are by using the information that you got from where you are. Because if you're going to tell me, if I'm going to make a, a, a almost like a, a, a belief system out of a fact or what have you, if I got that information from a place that I question, how, how reasonable is the information? And when you're saying exactly. that, you know, the very first atom was, was CGI, I mean, that makes sense. So if I, if, if I based all of my theories on, that they split the atom and found energy inside. You know, I know that that a lot of this stuff is based in truth, um, but who knows? So, I mean, I have you remember, to... You remember yeah. Night Bright? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it literally looks like a Night Bright uh, picture. T- type in the first ever photographed. It would be, what was it called? It's some company that everyone knows. It's some com- computer technology company that... IBM, right? Something right. like that. And like IBM first took the first ever photograph of uh, an atom. It's literally a night bright picture. It's there's it's there's no difference. Uh, a spirograph. Remember playing with those as a kid? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what that's what the that's the spirograph is copying and mimicking exactly what the planets that were not formally called planets. They were called wandering stars. Um, but 
um, the each planet, uh, Venus, uh, Uranus, all these different uh, planets, uh, Jupiter, they all are on their own path, separated from the rest of the stars. That's why they were called wandering stars because they're on their own path. And if you you can track using a plumb bob the symbol of each planet that, that it makes it makes sacred geometry. It makes a frequency resonance using sacred geometry in, in the sky, and it forms the shape of, of, a, of a specific spirograph that picture an image. Each planet is its own spir- uh, frequency. It's a sound frequency. I don't know how, I don't know what it is or how it came to be, um, but because twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. I don't know, but it, it is obviously some sort of electromagnetic frequency and it has something to do with sound and water because I've actually replicated um, how a star looks up there down here on earth. I put water into a dog bowl and then I have the sun's light reflect off the dog bowl and, and uh, full, full of water. And then the light shines back up on the, what's it called? I'm underneath um, an umbrella. So on the umbrella, which is basically uh, umbrella is a dome, right? The umbrella is the dome, a dome above us and the sun shoots it's, it's rays supposedly hits the water, reflects off the water, and it creates the exact same shape frequency. Oh, it's called cymatics. You know, cymatics? Cymatics is the, when you have a sound frequency device and you have a, a platform, you can put sand on the, the platform, right. pitch the frequency, and then the sand will formulate a perfect sacred, ge- uh, sacred geometry. Um, take a, a geometric shape. So it's like depending on the sound frequency that you're using, it makes the the, the physical matter sand changes its entire shape. So, so, so I've replicated that on here. And by the way, that's, that's another experiment I did that everyone copied off of me, and they get like I do an experiment, or I tell people to do experiments. They do it, and then they get tens of thousands of views, and their shit goes viral, even though I'm the guy telling them to do these things. I'm, I'm the one telling them to, to take spirit levels onto a plane, and then they become, oh, I'm the spirit level guy that, that I went on the plane. No, no, dude, you're the guy that did what I told you to do. I told everyone to go on, a, to, to bring, how about an entire um, flight of people on an air and spirit levels? Everyone at the same time puts put your level on your 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 uh, table where you eat from. Every single every single level is level on the airplane. It's 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 in an airplane. Why is it called an airplane? It's in the air over the plane. It's like it's called an airplane because it's in the air and fly over a plane. Everyone, um, I tell everyone to film the moon and the sun in the sky at the same time. And, and describe, why can you see through the moon? Yeah. Why can I see the blue sky through the, the, the moon? Well, that, the moon was a solid object. That's also depicted on, on a lot of flags, the star inside the moon. That's depicted yes, on a lot of flags. Yes. Some flat earthers believe that's impossible. See, all, just like all globe earthers don't get along and don't get, 
all flat earthers, they, they all have different ideas. And so, so the globe earthers argue more than the flat earthers do, but the flat earthers are arguing amongst themselves too. Of course, right. and, but that's division, right? Division is the ultimate thing. Like exactly. When we're trying to cre- exactly, dude. When, when you're trying to create some sort of a unity, you know, it's hard to create unity when people just simply want to fight. And if people want to fight, I'm not interested anymore. And and then people will say things like, "Well, then you're just sitting in an echo chamber." I'm like, I disagree with that as well, because I can have a conversation with somebody that's gonna that's gonna blow my mind. Like, I never I never questioned Adams before, but you right now just brought that up. I'm like, that makes sense. So me listening to your story, we're not arguing. I'm like, fuck, that's, you know, that's just an additional piece that's now inside the annals of my brain. No, we're just, we're both just trying to make sense of this puzzle that we're inside of. Um, I'm friends with Santos Benacci and he's a, he's a, probably, he's the most famous astrotheologist there is. And he's a student of Plato and, uh, um, He's basically created Neoplatonism, which I don't even really know much about. But you're talk- you've been talking a lot about division and how the government obviously wants to divide us. And it's so I became a part of the Syncretism Society. Santos Bonacci asked me to be a, an instructor, a, a teacher, an instructor for the Syncretism Society a, a bit over a year ago. And now I'm an instructor for the Syncretism Society. And syncretism is. It's taking every single field of history, every single field of knowledge, of wisdom, of intelligence, of astrology, astronomy, physics, philosophy, psychology, um, all these different, uh, all these different, every single field and uniting all of the, uh, all of all fields of knowledge, all science, all philosophy, all psychology, all astrology, all astronomy, all of it in one science, one field called syncretism. And that's uniting. It's uniting, not dividing, uniting. So I'm involved in uniting all of these things and also demystifying all of this shit that's been mystified. That's beautiful. All this shit that's been confused. And all this, everything is, is out there to, dis, to, to disturb and confuse. Well, I, I, I do enjoy uh, disturbing and confusing people, but um, th- those people need to be disturbed and confused. And I'll use my discernment on who I deem needs to be um, confused and disturbed. I, I don't give a shit if you, uh, if you, disagree with me i don't give a fuck you're actually the person that i want to disturb and confuse but to all the people that are worthy and that i know are worthy and that they know that they're worthy or at least confident enough to to not give a shit about what other people are thinking i all i'm trying to do is to help you i don't have any agenda i'm telling you all of my true motives i don't want to confuse you I want to demystify. I want to um, distill. I want to dispel all of the shit that's been pushed and forced onto you. I'm using my own sorcery to dispel these curses that have been placed upon us. Most people don't even understand that they're in, living inside of somebody else's world somebody else's imagination, somebody else's theory, somebody else's spell. We're living inside of horrible witchcraft, horrible spells by sorceries and, and sh- sorcerers and shamans that 
basically, uh, one of, Robert Anton Wilson has a line. He says, all of these lines, these states, these continents and countries, these are the invisible lines and borders, boundaries that ancient uh, shamans have fought themselves into a standstill. And the, all these shamans in the past, they fought that they're, they're using witchcraft and spells. Well, they fought, they fought each other until it's a standstill. No one can push further. Well, now, now we have born borders and boundaries everywhere with different rules, regulations, laws, philosophies, religions, cosmology, time zones. So yeah, that wraps up pretty much everything. Now, at all at, the whole world is operating on different time zones. China is operating on a totally different time zone than the rest of the world. Uh, in, like you said, England, United States, every single country and continent is on its own. It, actually, not only that, but the calendars, not only the time zones, but the calendars are totally off. So some, some people, like right now in the United States, we're living in 2023. Uh, do you think everyone is living in 2023? No. If you thought so, you're ignorant and you're naive. There's people who believe that they're living in the year 4,000. There's people who believe in the, they're living in the year 5,500, which are actually like the Jews. Uh, <laughs> there's there's every, 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 like there's the Druids, uh, Chinese people, the, the, uh, all of the calendars are off. The, the Jews calendar is not, is a totally different um, year. It's not even, it's not, not only is it a different time, totally different time, it's a total different year. And, but well, separated by hundreds and thousands of years. Well, if we think about this, if, if we think about, you know, the, 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 the story of Christ, right? We're living in 2023 AD. Um, but mm-hmm. even, even that's incorrect too, because they bastardize our calendars, right? So we've got a bunch of days with 28 days, a bunch of months with 28 days, 30 days, 31 days. Um, and we have, you know, uh, we have uh, astrological signs. You had talked about the 13th earlier in the podcast. You had talked about a 13th um, astrological sign or a 13th uh, astrological position. Um, but theoretically, yeah. there should be 13, because if you divide 13, if you divide 385 minus one, because the beginning of the new year is its own day, April 1st is the beginning of the new cycle on Earth. And they yeah. bastardize that and turn it into April Fool's Day. So the day that you're supposed to you know, bow out and be like, this is its yeah. own unique, impressionable, important, powerful piece for you to connect, it's now April Fool's Day. But that leaves 364 days in the year. You divide 364 by 13, you get 28 days. There should be 28 yeah. days in the year. In 13 months. In 13 months in the so year. They, with one day they out. They took an entire month away from us. Yes. So they, they took an entire month away from us where we can be uh, working, or sorry, not working, where we can have total 100% leisure, free time. They took that away and they made you work and then they added a leap year, which is heliocentric nonsense. And uh, so it's just, it's more heliocentric, sun-worshipping nonsense. It turns you into a slave, makes you brainwashed, makes you believe in something that's not true. And by the way, that's the Native American cosmology that you're talking about. There's, if you study a, a turtle's back, a turtle shell, the turtle shell of this particular, I think a box turtle has 13 sections on its back. That's calendar. Yeah, the thirteen sections of the shell, and if you divide the, the thirteen sections of the twenty-eight days things, yes, it equals exactly what three hundred and sixty-five, or no, no, sorry, three hundred sixty-four, right? Yeah, and yeah, and that's that's another, that's another funny thing too, right? Because 
people will say, well, what do you think the earth is? And some people will say, well, we're floating on the back of a giant turtle, which is the one that gets yeah, ridiculed massified. <laughs> right? Good. That's why I'm a turtle earther. I like the turtle earth theory. You know, it, the, the implication that we're supposed to be like, we accept infinite nothingness of space. Why can't we be on the back of a fucking turtle exactly. going through the ocean? All the way down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, well, what's the turtle standing on? It's turtles all the way down, bud. Sorry. It's just all turtles, yo. <laughs> right? But here's the thing. No matter, here's the, here's the craziest thing in the entire world. Like we, we go through all of this sort of stuff. And again, back to, I, we've hopped everywhere. So ladies and gentlemen, if you tried to follow yeah. along with any one thing we were talking about, it, it's all one thing now. This whole, I know, it's tough. this whole podcast is one giant thing. Exactly. That's uh, what I try to do. I try to unify it. Remember? Yep. Unifying exactly. it all. So, so, so the, the, the idea, oh man, am I on the train? Yeah. So up infinite greatness and infinite smallness, right? So it doesn't matter what theory you live in or believe in. If you want to be religious, like God's in power of everything. Okay. Well, who does God show with? You know, who does God hang out with? Who's above God? You know? And you're like, well, you're not allowed to ask that question. Okay. Well, who's below us? Well, you're not allowed to ask that question. Right. But in the realms, you've got realm one through 12. So what's on the other side of this realm? You know, what's on the other side of this? What's the infinite... out external. I mean, if, if, if space is infinite nothingness, we've all seen that image, that NASA image, like this is earth and this is the sun and this is the red dwarf giant. This is the blue dwarf giant. This is yeah, the yellow. Crazy. Right. And it goes on and, and on and on. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So you're like, how the fuck do you guys know all that? First of all. And second of all, the funny thing too, is they're talking about alien invasions. They're talking about, they're talking about earth being invaded by, by aliens. But in every single scenario, the aliens are the same fucking size as us. Right. Now, if those giant planets exactly, if those if those giant planets existed the way that science says they do, the people that lived on those planets or the entities that lived on those planets would be uh, relevant relative in size, right? Which means mm. that they would build spaceships that were relative in size. Which means that we would be a dust, a speck dust of nothingness, as they mm. flew through their version of space, which is infinite everything. Yet, when you say space is that big and everything can be that big to the point where we're so bloody not that big. You know, that, that we could just be sucked through an engine through space dust and, and, and not even, you know, contemplate it. People don't grasp that. Like, space does not exist the way it's delivered. 110% factually. It cannot. Right? But humanity won't allow ourselves to have that conversation or to think about that sort of stuff. But the crazier shit gets nowadays, I think the more people will be able to have that conversation. And why is this pertinent? A lot of you guys might be asking right now, why does this have anything to do with anything other than entertainment? Because you... You, the listener, you, the, the person who's just finding this podcast, you, the person who's been listening for a long time, are here because something didn't sit right. And when you can add new information to what you're doing and how you're doing it, we can get rid of the one thing that they've pushed on us 100%, which is depression and anxiety to the point where you don't fit in, you're not comfortable, you're not this, you're not that. This is your ticket to freedom. Understanding that the only reason we, we, we are prisoners of anxiety or depression is because of how things have been handed to us. And our truest self is trying to break out of it. Yeah. It's been over two hours you and I have been talking, so we are going to wrap this up. Holy shit. There you go, buddy. There's a few things that we've got to get done in the rest of the world and getting ourselves get going, but it's been a two-hour conversation. I've loved every minute of it. And we will definitely have you back on the show for sure. It took three years this time. It won't take three years next time. No, it'll take three months. There you go. But uh, yeah, it's no, so. Go ahead. No, no. Thank you for allowing me to spread my egregores, and uh, also your own. What, now that you're more conscious of what it is, yeah. you'll be able. You'll be creating your own. I, I promise you that. More than and, and, and 
I said, um, I, you were saying earlier about how this whole thing happened. It was because I said, I do more advertising for other people than I do myself. Right. And, uh, and it's true. I, I do. And it's been that way for years because I'm so unselfish and so self selfless that I just, I'm constantly, I don't do I've gotten worse at technology. I used to pride myself on how good I was at technology. I used to be the guy, Oh, grandma and grandpa needs help. I am the guy. I'm, I don't even know how to use YouTube anymore. <laughs> I have, I have, I have 600 videos on my YouTube. I don't even know how to use it anymore. I, the dark night of the soul is just total. Everything that you used to have interest in flat earth, Tartaria, uh, ancient history, it's all gone, dude. I, I bear, the only thing that I used to have a lo- love towards, I mean, I used to want to be a stand-up comedian. I don't care anymore. I, I already, I already did the stand-up comedy thing. And I already, I, my, the people that I was on stage with, they're, they're, they're a hundred percent sellouts. They're a hundred, they're, they get paid quite nice now. They're friends with Joe Rogan. Yeah. They're friends with comedians that I uh, that I wanted to hang out with, but you got to sell your soul. You got to do a lot of cocaine and fuck a lot of old people to make it in the uh, Hollywood industry. And they, they tried to get me to do that, and I didn't. Oh, Dan, you you want to be a comedian? Want to go do drugs with some tribes and on the side of the mountains and be, learn how to be a shaman with some shamanistic tribes? And you're doing their psychedelics on the side of a mountain or in the desert, and we'll record you. Oh, all you got to do is just do a lot of cocaine and fuck a lot of old people and you can have that show. Wait, we, yeah, that's, that's selling out. I'm not, I'm not, Dan, why don't you just sell out? Why don't you sell out more? Why don't you sell? I would love to teach me how to use ta- Patreon. I don't know how to use Patreon. I don't know how to go live on YouTube anymore. I'm becoming worse uh, as a promoter and as an advertiser, as I'm getting older, which makes no sense. It should be the opposite. So no, I really appreciate you uh, reaching out. And by the way, you were the only person that re- that reached out on that post. That just goes to show you. <laughs> it's like I, you're the only. I, I have two thousand six hundred people on my friends list. You're the only person, Adam. I think I got like two likes, and, and it's like I'm 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 absolutely and utterly shadow banned, pushed to the bottom of everyone's algorithm. Oh yeah, well, dude, you're being par- you're being paranoid. No, dude, it literally I could I could show you a screenshot where it says my not only is my individual page purposely uh, on the bottom, but my all my groups are all of my groups are censored. All of my groups are shadow banned. All me, everything that I do is pushed to the bottom of the list, pushed to the bottom. So you can't see it. It gets frustrating. So I really appreciate you uh, putting me out there, listening to me. Trying to figure shit out, trying to dispel things, trying to make sense of things, and, well, and really, it, it does make a difference. And so, yeah, thanks, Adam. No problem, buddy. Shout hey. out to the Mental Mastery Alliance. There you go. And we are, um, you know, we're in the same boat as you. You know, some of the people that I started with on the Instagram, um, you know, they're they're up over a million followers and this, and that, and the other thing. But I was always going to post. Wow. I was always going to post the stuff that I wanted to post. And we got to forty thousand. You know, we've been throttled. You know, it's it. it we raced to thirty thousand. And and yeah. cr- and crawled to thirty five thousand, and it's been like exactly. a it's been like a dead stop to forty thousand. So yeah, you know, and it's like you know, what am I going to do? But I'll tell you this: the the more they shadow ban, the more they fight, the more our true our true the people that need us the most um, see it. And I get messages almost every day about 
um, you know, keep pushing the message, keep pushing, you know, what you're doing. I use a lot of comedy in my stories uh, and I use a lot of, you know, exactly. pertinent stuff in, uh, in, in the post and Instagram to me is, is one of the easiest things to, to do. And I still utilize it. I'm, I, the, yep. the Instagram is, is like 80% me. So that's why I'm really happy with that. When I say 80%, I do have, you know, sometimes we do automatic posts or sometimes we have, you know, I've got a team of people that are still doing stuff uh, behind the scenes for the website building and all that sort of stuff. And, and we have them on Facebook, but it's 80% me. I check that stuff all the time. I'm constantly doing something with the Instagram. I'm, I'm constantly adding personality to it that people can see, uh, even though we're shadow banned, because it comes to the point where you're like, you realize that you're not doing it for anybody else, but you are doing it for you. And if you stay as true to yourself as you possibly can with the message that you're promoting, you're going to get good results. Uh, back to you and the Patreon and all that sort of stuff. I mean, like, it's hard to do that, but like what you're doing right now with podcasting, it's so simple to get your message out there and to just start podcasting. Um, and you can do it with your phone, just straight from your phone, and you can just upload and podcast, and you can get people interested in what you're saying and doing. Um, and then you can direct them to 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 anything. If if you want more, if you need more, if you you know if you're going to try and and, and monetize 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 the business, you can do all that too. But uh, you have a message that should be put out there. If you've got the time and the desire to do it, podcasting is 100% a solid and viable option for you, for sure. Yeah, I got to start my own creativity workshops so I can start helping other people spread their egregores. And that's the whole point of my Earthship Library Comedy Club, is so that I can be the Rodney Dangerfield for all the Norm McDonald's out there. Because there's so many Norm McDonald's out there that want you know to get their message across, but they don't have a platform to do so. Right. So you're, you're Rodney Dangerfield in this case, and I'm Norm Macdonald. And a young Norm Macdonald wasn't famous at one point, and Rodney Dangerfield was the hot, hottest comic in the world. But Rodney Dangerfield started late in his life. He didn't become a famous comedian until his mid-50s. So, and, he, and he started running his own comedy store, comedy shop. And then he would, he would uh, have these young up-and-coming comedians on his stage, on his platform. And then these comedians would become more popular and more famous than him. That's my plan. At my Earthship Library Comedy Club, which if you uh, pay $1 per month, you can help defund NASA. You know, NASA, the thing that's taking $24 million a day. So it's like, what? I, I want you to get your tax dollars back. And I want, uh, I want, I want my tax dollars back, and I want you to get your tax dollars back. So, if you check out my Patreon, you can donate either one dollar. That's slack pricing. That's uh, one dollar per month slack pricing. Five dollars per month is uh, NASA. Or oh, sorry, sorry. Five dollars per month is Nazi pricing, and then uh, twenty-three dollars per month is NASA pricing. Hmm. And uh, that's for me, literally. The uh, spending $23 per month for me on my Patreon goes straight to my Earthship Library Comedy Club, and that will be towards the... Now, do you, do you know how much NASA gets uh, per year? 24 billion... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was wrong. Uh, NASA makes over $60 million a day. And uh, thus, that equals to 24... It's actually $20 billion uh, yearly, annually, they just got a $4 billion increase uh, uh, recently. So now NASA makes $24 billion a year. All I want is uh, you to get some of that money back, Adam. And so you, you can uh, you can spend it. Uh, so we don't have to. Do you want to be single at 42 
And do you want to be single at 47 or sorry, uh, 37 like I am kidless? Are you willing to die uh, kidless and familyless? I mean, putting your, your family lineage, your name to an end. I don't know. It's kind of rough, but I don't know. It looks like you and I have a lot of uh, shit going on here and a lot of decisions are going to be made and a lot of changes are going to be made. The next time we're, you and I are speaking to one another, I might, I might own my own business. It's going to be really close, cut, uh, close cutting it because I'm going into business with uh, two of my best friends uh, very soon, which will then propel me to own my own business because I'm going to own multiple businesses. But yeah, I again, man, I, I'm going to cut this off because we have been going for a while. Did you Get say? The, did you say you were 37 right now? Yeah. So up to 37 was when I was living the majority of my life, drinking drugs, whole nine yards, partying, uh, sales associates, doing high ticket sales, just crushing it. I, I, I lived the American dream. I had everything they wanted. 37 years old is when, yeah. is when my life changed. 37 years old yeah, is when yeah, I quit fine. everything. 37 years old is when I just said enough is enough and I stepped into purpose. Now I own multiple businesses and I've got multiple streams of income and I've done a lot of stuff. There you go. But in the, in the past five years, all that money that I earned prior to 37, it disappeared. And I'm talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. Yeah, I'm it, trying to spend all the money. Hell yeah! And and it just disappeared. It wasn't. It was ill-gotten gains. It was dumb. It was foolish. It was it was drug money. You know, like it was all just foolishness. And this is this is something to me that is something that uh, you know I grassrooted this thing from the ground up, and I love what I'm doing. And it's funny because your Earthship, when you want to you want to take people and you want to make them better than you, the whole purpose of what I'm doing and the whole purpose of the Mental Mastery Alliance is to find those speakers and those creators and those curators that have a power and they don't believe in themselves. I want to take those people and I want to make them better than me. I want to make them be able to share their message. And that is literally the basis behind the mental mastery Alliance. And yeah. so it's kind of funny that your earthship and my Alliance are, are virtually identical. Uh, you know, you're going through comedy. I'm going through uh, speaking, spirituality, uh, emotional connection, uh, and, and just basically the ability to, to, to alchemize, chaos exactly holy shit jesus man perfect um wow and by the way 42 itself is a sacred number 42 minus 37 is five two plus three equals five 23 it all comes back yep and 42 the, right the discordian now. society discordian society has something called the law of fives everything could be divided to or uh something is related to the fives but so that's just the number 23 thing. The, the, the chaos magic is rampant. The egregores are spreading. And honestly, you and I are basically like the Cerberus, or sorry, the Hydra, the Hy Hydra dragon. Every time they shadow ban us and they censor us and they ban us and they excommunicate us and they exile us, what, what do we do? It's basically like they think they're Hercules and we're, we're a dragon Hydra. What happens when you cut off the dragon Hydra's head, though? that we grow five more in his place that are m much more powerful. So that's what happens. You sons of bitches. <laughs> when, when you, when you fucking censor us, when you shadow ban us, when you block us, when you ignore us, they well, give us more power. Turn into, you are, you're giving, you're feeding us. You're feeding our egregores. And it, 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 you, you picked up on my, I let my anger be known. I let, I let my, uh, my, my expression, uh, my joy and how I am, my motives, my, my, uh, my, how I'm expressing myself. I let it be felt. I'm not holding anything back. So glad you up on that. I have a 
uh, rage and anger, but then to cool my inner flames, my inner flames, and and uh, so for helping me uh, fan and cool off my inner flames. Enjoy it, man. Uh, honestly, what comes next for you when you go down this road and you, you start finding uh, personal success with this? I don't mean financial success. I mean personal success. I mean results-driven success. You lose that that anger, and it's for the best. So, I mean, right now, noted that it's only a moment in time that you do have anger towards it because you'll realize that it was all of everything that ever, basically every everything that ever fucked you over or put you in the back end, that's the stuff that motivated you to do more. Therefore, it was absolutely mandatory that you lived through the bullshit to become who you were becoming. And that when you, when you fully embrace that, it's hard to be mad. You're just like, shit, you know? And then the motivation just comes naturally. You're just like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to keep going. I'm ready to keep pushing. Uh, and that shit's really cool. So you have my 100% support on, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that you're doing. I love... I love uh, I love the whole thing. I love the whole mission statement. I love the whole essence and energy of, of where you are. Again, it's amazing it took us this long to get connected, but everything happens exactly as it's supposed to. So moving forward, we'll have you back on the show. If you need any help starting up your show, just let me know. Let's get you going. Because you can start your starship, sorry, your earthship as a podcast. You can bring people on. You can You can interview comedians. You can talk to people. And then when you have a physical realm in place, you can bring them all to it. So you yeah, know. Li- li- librarians, bookkeepers, book collectors, architects, engineers, everybody, bring them all in. Magicians, yeah. So yeah, man. Uh, thank you. Let's uh, let's cut this off, and yeah, please uh, share my link tree so everyone can follow me. I'm everywhere, all over the internet. You can find me on. You can DM me on Facebook. You can DM me on Instagram. You can DM me on Telegram. You can find my phone number. There find you. me anywhere you want. DM me. And, uh, yeah, the link tree will be there and I'll put the link tree in the notes and, uh, just stay on the line for a quick second while I wrap this up. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been one hell of an interview. Um, I've had a lot of fun with this and, uh, Daniel just said, uh, everything's there we're going to put all of his links in the, uh, in the foot notes for this. So you'll be able to go to his link tree. You'll be able to see him. You'll be able to follow him, check in with him, check off with him. Um, and on that wonderful note, ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of red green, keep your stick on the ice. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the mentalmasteryalliance.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag TMMA or tagging us at the Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647-338-1265. Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways. But also, leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac.